you've found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Not a big home improvement market in Detroit. <laughs> we are definitely going to get letters. You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. Glad to be with you. Uh, that's the sound of the weekend. I am your host, Stephen Crowder, louderwithcrowder.com for references, podcasts, and other tomfoolery. Producing with me in video studio, as always, is Jared, who is not gay. You can follow him on Twitter at NotGayJared. I fulfilled my legal obligations. Draw your own conclusions. We're good? We're good. We're good. We are good. We wish you we, we were coming to you under better circumstances here uh, this evening, uh, but we still have a pretty, pretty pretty impressive show lined up for you, all things considered. We have um, Tommy Sotomayor. I know mm-hmm. I'm not saying that properly. Uh, of course, noted, I guess you'd call him sort of black cultural commentator. Perfect time with the riots going on and all of this. Peaceful protest, Steve. Yeah, pe- well, okay. That's right off the bat, this, this, if you have any question as to... The level of quality you should expect from this program. Uh, Chael Sonnen, <laughs> formerly UFC fighter, big Trump supporter, actually yep. noted conservative. You see him on Fox News as well. He's going to Bellator, so there's some sports news and some political news, some insight I think he has on Hillary Clinton's health. And then we have uh, Courtney, as always, who will mm-hmm. be on Courtney Kirchhoff talking about dating, talking about news of the week, and literally Hitler. Literally. Literally Hitler is going to be on. Wow. Uh, the Fuhrer on later we're going to have him live. There was a big video about Hitler and Hillary Clinton this week that went semi-viral. So we're going to be talking with him. Uh, a lot has happened this week. It's so here's one thing we get we we get some insight accidentally doing a once a week program. So stop asking us to go daily hashtag never daily. It's not going to happen. But we didn't talk about the Chelsea bombing. No, last week nope. because the show broadcast Thursday night and it happened Friday Saturday or, or Saturday Saturday yep. And by this point in the week, no one even remembers it. Mm-hmm. It's not even on people's radar. Some would argue that's by design. Uh, and why? Well, because there's been an absolute um, outbreak of violence across the country. Of course, Black Lives Matter. Uh, well, we'll talk about Chelsea. We'll talk about the celebrity stuff going on. But we've got, we've got to get into this. Listen, we're going to run a clip later on, a montage here. So if you have children watching the show, I know sometimes you do. Uh, it's not age appropriate because we have to show you what's going on in Charlotte. Of course, we had, uh, was it T- Terrence Crutcherson? Crutcher. Crutcher. Sorry. Yeah. Crutcher. And then Keith Scott is the, the Charlotte situation. Mm-hmm. Um, People didn't wait for the evidence. As this broadcast is going up, looks like the officer in the uh, Crutcher situation has been charged with manslaughter. I watched that. I commented on Twitter saying, I, this looks odd, but it it looks pretty damning if the video is correct. Uh, then more evidence came out, and of course, uh, opinions change. And Keith Scott, we don't know anything other than black officer involved, as far as we know. Black police chief came out and said that this man had a gun. Several reports have said that he did have a gun, and officers asked him to drop it repeatedly. So, that is the setup, and now, disgusting, life-altering riots taking place in Charlotte. You know, I I do think about Martin Luther King and you what, and I'm not just saying a couple of isolated incidences. Mm -hmm. We're talking about cars being tipped over. We're talking about 
kicking homeless people because they're white, kicking them in the spine. All of this you'll see. We're talking about dragging white people. There's a video right now in Charlotte of a gang of black young men. I, I feel even awful calling them men, if you want to call them that. Beating a white man in a parking garage, stripping him naked and dragging him across the concrete. Listen, if if that were to happen with a group of white people and one black person, it's the kind of thing Roots was created for, but they couldn't show you that scene on television for the adaptation. If a bunch of white guys beat, stripped, and dragged a black man across the concrete, if that happened once, this is happening en masse in Charlotte right now, if it happened once from white people to a black person, and it would be reprehensible, of course I wouldn't excuse it, it would be front page news everywhere to the point where they would be asking Donald Trump about it at the next press conference. I don't think they'd even need to have a video for that no. to go viral. Someone just say it. Someone just say it. Someone just say it. And it is, it, is, it is disgusting if it happens to anyone, of course. But the point is, this is happening so much right now in Charlotte. But to, get, to, to put it into context, there are far more unarmed innocent people who have been harmed in Charlotte probably since the beginning of this broadcast than will occur throughout the entire police force in the United States this year. It's not even close. And here's something that's also important. We can see intent when you have these videos. Even this woman, Be Betty, who shot Crutcher, uh, manslaughter is like running someone over with a car. She shot once. It's, you, it still doesn't mean she's a racist. It still doesn't mean she's going out there shooting black people, as people want you to believe, simply because she hates melanin in the skin. It doesn't prove that. It could be, it proves maybe that women make crappy cops. Like Jared was saying, they have to escalate force. If we want to talk about de-escalation, well, you want to put the strongest guy in there, humanly possible, because he's got control over it. You don't want to put a smaller, weaky, uh, weaker woman for whom we had to lower the PT requirements, okay? It proves anything that women make crappy cops. Maybe she's a racist, maybe she's not. But there is, without a doubt, racism occurring on a scale right now in Charlotte. Here's the thing. I watched this video, and I have to tell you, listen, I, people gonna, I'm a Christian. I have to hit my knees in prayer because I have to guard my heart against hatred. When I see a guy getting stripped, beaten within an inch of his life, and dragged across the concrete by a gang of hooded, uh, bandana to black men, I want to see those people hurt. And I have to tell myself, of course, this is not indicative of all black people. Of And as a Christian, you have to believe that all of these men can be redeemed. Of course I believe that, right? But here's the thing. Most millennials don't. Millennials, the younger people out there right now, they weren't raised with Family Matters, Fresh Prince. They weren't raised like we were in a post-racial America. Black Lives Matter is carrying the Black Olympic torch, and they're watching these videos, and they're watching this unfold in Charlotte. And guess what? You're going to have more racists than ever, because people watch that, and they want to see these thugs get blown away. I mean, beating up a homeless guy. I think, Did you see that? To me, That's I a think, Kubrick film. You don't, we don't have the audio in our version. You'll see why. We but couldn't. I think we couldn't. But if you if you were, I think that's one of the most damning parts. You, you hear the laughing and the gawking as they kick a homeless man to the ground. Yeah. You hear like the laughing and the carry on like it's like the, like someone you know did a, a funny magic trick. It's 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 like the moderate Muslims watching the lispy guy get thrown off the roof by the extreme Muslims. It's that there are enough people in Charlotte watching a white 65-year-old homeless man getting kicked in the spine. Again, the total is what matters. I'm giving you some incidents to try and draw a personal connection, but you, there's more footage than you could watch in a lifetime. You could hear the social justice warriors right now. Why? Why? If only these people can get so upset when this guy was shot and that guy was shot. And Yeah. Oh, my God. If, if you, only you people could, hear could just it. get you upset about life. You know, we watched, my wife and I watched uh, Free State of Jones last night. And it just happened to be a coincidence. My parents recommended it. It was in the queue. Uh, pretty good film. 
And you watch this, and my wife, and you know, brings us to tears. A, a, a black slave in an iron yoke, and you're watching it, and, and he finally gets free, and all they want is to learn and read and vote, and they're voting Republican. And we're watching it. My wife and I are watching it going, oh, my God, thank You're rooting for this man because it's a good man. You, you don't even care that this is a black, this is a good man, and you're rooting for him. And then you go back to reality, and you see the perpetuating of every single negative stereotype from Black Lives Matter. And by the way, when you look at the hashtags, these stereotypes, they're, they're brought upon the community themselves. And if you try and reach beyond them, Ben Carson's not black. Uh, uh, who else? Herman Cain's not black. Condole they, they just say they're not black. It seems the only barometer right now for Black Lives Matter, not all black people, Black Lives Matter, which is important. You need to understand they're not even a majority, but they're given a platform because of a complicit media. These people, their barometer for, for no longer being black is success. And I'm so pissed off. I'm so pissed off. I hate that you have the, the conservative, not conservatives, these new factions, the white nationalists who completely destroy everything that we've tried to work up to build because we can have someone like a Tommy Sotomayor. We can have an Alfonso Rachel. There are plenty of black people out there, of course, who speak out and do so much good. And so they're muddying the waters. And then I'm furious with the people who are out there rioting and killing and destroying lives and shooting and bashing heads on the concrete who are bringing shame shame if you're gonna say I'm black and proud you're making it about race you're bringing shame to your race you're bringing shame to America you're making us a laughing stock on the national stage on the international stage but you are if you're going to make it about you're black you're bringing shame on you're black if you're wearing that t-shirt and it's such a far cry from what these people wanted when you watch these, it's such a far cry. If you look at if you look at MLK, and you look at the Republicans and the people who worked with worked with the Voting Rights Act, um, it, it's it, for context. You know what? Let's let's give you this speech in this montage. Hopefully, this hits a nerve. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day. This nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Yeah. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners Will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. And I know what that'll be. That clip will be pulled, and guess what? Just a couple of white guys in a den. We don't know what we're talking about. It's racist, right? I'll be right back.
And now for the adventures of the White Privilege Boy. All right there now, Timmy. I know you're a teenager, but if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. You can't park your vehicle faced into oncoming traffic. Come on, let's move. Well, gee, officer, I'm sure sorry. Can I just go back to my car? No, no, I want you to follow my instructions. Either get down on the ground or follow me away from the vehicle. But, officer, can I just get my PCP? No, well, you know, usually I'd say no, but... You can make it quick. Come on, get on out of here, you white rascal. Oh, boy! I'm on a free base! Oh, those boys. What pickle will they find themselves in next? Stay tuned for next week's installment of Adventures of the White Privilege Boys. Glad to be back. Sorry for depressing people. We're getting, reading the Twitter. People are like, I'm so depressed. I'm so uh, depressed. We're sorry about that. By the way, I do want to correct. It was Black Lives Matter. The kick happened in London with the homeless guy. Oh, really? Okay. So the, everything else you saw was Charlotte. Uh, so I think the point remains. By the way, London, not exactly this. Are we are we supposed to believe that officers in London to the systemic racism of the United States, the, the blood of the slaves in the fields of the United States, it's, some, so. it's, it's somehow run all the way over to London. I dealt with that in Canada where you have kids trying to act like uh, like they were from, from Memphis. Like Drake mm-hmm. is, a, is a half Jewish butter soft bitch who played the paraplegic who couldn't outrun the school shooting in uh, Degrassi. And now he's, he's rapping first name great is from Memphis. By the way, just to know how wimpy rap has become, do you, do you know that, uh, that uh, the lyrics? No. It's last name ever. First name greatest. Boy like a sprained ankle ain't nothing to play with. A sprained ankle? They used to be talking about gats. You won't even play with a sprained ankle? This is the street cred now? Sounds like a basketball problem there. It sounds like a basketball problem. Yet again, more proof that basketball players... You know what a sprained ankle is in hockey? It's a season game. Mm-hmm. It's every single season game. Uh, we're going to have Tommy Sotomayor coming up after the break, and then, of course, literally Hitler. Here's something interesting that happened this week. People were asking me to say that the, when I say, of course, say chink. And it's true. We do notice that whenever I do an impression of something, it bleeds in. Remember with Donald Trump, Donald I was Trump, saying frankly, frankly, truthfully, quite often. And now yep. with chink, I've been saying, of course, of because course. for people who don't know, I will sit there and just listen for you to chink nonstop, like a morphine drip. And then you check yourself into the Institute. Yes, exactly. For a few days. Then you check yeah. yourself into... Um, like Heath Ledger. To Arkham Asylum. Peace. Do- uh, Barack Obama went in front of the UN this week. God bless him. And uh, <laughs> when you're the boy who cried glo- globalism, that's the buzzword now, it doesn't mean anything when it's actually happening. Um, let's roll this clip. Do- not Donald Trump. Barack Obama was before the UN and... In so many words, you'll hear him here saying, basically, we're going to give up United States, uh, we're going to give up freedoms of the United States in order to appease the international community. That's globalism. Here's what globalism sounds like. Sometimes I'm criticized in my own country Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for professing a belief in international norms and multilateral institutions, but I am convinced that in the long run, giving up some freedom of action 
How about none? Not giving up our ability to protect ourselves or pursue our core interests, but you want us to do that too. Binding ourselves to international rules over the long term enhances our security. Uh, no, it doesn't. You ass. It does not do that at all. And here's the... Now, people always say, oh, globalists. When you say globalists are taking over your water, when you say globalists are taking... Listen, that, that's a buzzword that's thrown around so much nowadays. And you hear, you know, this election is about nationalists versus globalists. Well, I understand that. Let's stop using the buzzwords. This election, for a lot of people, and I would say correctly, is about do you believe in the United States as a, as a wonderful country, that shining city on a hill, as Reagan described it? Or uh, do you think that... The one world government that appeasing the U.N. Uh, is more important. It's about those priorities. Absolutely. But this is a man right there sitting before what is effectively uh, a global government, an international uh, bo governing body who, by the way, have no it might, the U.N. might as well be called the we hate the United States and Israel club club. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. And I can see the anti-Semites coming out. By the way, we did this Hitler video this week was surprised at some people who, who like Hitler. And we're furious. I'm okay with those yeah. people being mad at me. <laughs> That's a good crowd to have hate you. Yes, it's a good crowd to have hate you. This is this is globalism. It, it, it's not hidden. It occurs right before your eyes. You don't need the conspiracy because this is actually occurring in real time. Let me give you another example of, of globalism. This is funny too because you have these alt right people sometimes who go, "Well, we're, we're nationalists," you know, and then they they, they come after us. And, well, why are you a climate denier? Um, first off, we're not climate deniers. The Earth has warmed about 1.5 degrees since the 1800s. Fine, uh, humans could be contributing to it. Fine. Am I a denier that 192 countries who sign on to a globalist policy like the Kyoto Protocol would? at all stop the Earth's atmosphere from rising another 1.5 over the next century? Of course! You're not? Of course I deny that. If people want to look to some kind of globalism and then claim that they're scientists and accuse people of being science deniers, read up on the Kyoto Protocol. 192 countries have signed on. It will literally kill people. I'm not misusing literally. It will kill people through, of course, uh, skyrocketing energy costs. Of course, through th th these people, the Kyoto Protocol, they want an international governing body to be able to tell you what cars you can drive, what kind of energy factories can use, uh, quotas and caps on what kind of products can be created or what kind of farming can take place depending on carbon emissions, once you let them through that back door, you're going to have 192 countries telling the United States and its citizens that you can no longer drive your SUV or buy petroleum products. You don't need to look for a conspiracy for globalism. You just need to see what they're saying right in front of you. And I was there at these climate summits. Well, people say, well, you're a science denier. I am. I will never back down from this. I was there at the Cancun, Cancun Climate Summit when Ted, uh, not Ted Kennedy, gosh, no. He killed a girl, though. <laughs> I was I was there when Ted, uh, Ted Turner, I was like, Ted Nugent? What's wrong with That's you? That's Ted Nugent, too. Ted Turner. Turner. Ted Turner, CNN asked the, the, the panel, the committee, to consider implementing child, uh, China's one-child policy to curb climate change. Literally, not misusing literally, China, communist China's one-child policy in order to curb carbon emissions from an overpopulation problem that is not occurring. Overpopulation is not a problem. It's not the issue that we thought it was going to be. First off, it's sort of self-negating. Secondly, we have plenty of space. So this is the, the, the Obama UN quote. I don't know for you. I was sitting there watching it with my mouth going... And then I, my mouth closed, and I said, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that sounds about right. It sounds about right. It seems about like Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like yep. something he would say. 
This is the same guy. You know, it, it, it took. These are people who are willing to go right. Ahead. Oh, what do I have? An, what do I have? A UN speech? Well, let me go over there and give up some rights. But it <laughs> takes them five days to admit that an Islamic. T- it's five days to use the word bomb. You th- you like to think the grown-ups are in charge? There are no grown-ups. You're just as gr- we're just as grown-up. Maybe. Okay, nah, B- bad uh, don't, example. Don't but you're just as much of a grown-up as Barack Obama. Only he was smoking crack with his uh, <laughs> with his domestic terrorist in college. This is everything you hated of social justice warriors, and he's your president. You're getting what you uh, deserve. Tommy Sotomayor. Tommy Sotomayor. Tommy Sotomayor. Stay tuned, or you're racist. And now for the adventures of the White Privilege Boy. Now, okay, Timmy, Bobby, and Johnny, if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. I need you to put your guns down. Well, can't I just keep my gun on me trained on you for just a little longer? Yeah, please. Now, boys, you know I'm not supposed to let you do that. Oh, come on. Uh, all right, just make sure it's unloaded. Nope. <laughs> Okay, now, okay, now, at least enough that tech light. You're blinding my eyes. <laughs> what am I gonna do with you, you little rapscallions? Ow! <laughs> oh, those boys. What pickle will they find themselves in next? Stay tuned for next week's installment of Adventures of the White Privilege Boys. Reach the wizard. All right, glad to be back. That was the music of Pogo, of course, great friend of the show. Another man who I hope becomes a friend of the show, first-time guest. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram, Twitter, TJ Sotomayor. I know him from YouTube, Sotomayor TV. We had Phil Advise on, the Advise Show, and people are saying, all right, if you're going to have this guy on, you're going to have to have Tommy Sotomayor mm-hmm. on. So, Tommy, thank you for being with us, sir. Oh, no problem, Stephen, but thanks for having me. No, we're, we're super happy to, to have you here. Now, right, I had seen your stuff before, and people after Phil Advise were saying this would be a great counterpoint. Um, and I looked up your stuff, and even though you're not, you're not expressly political, you get into a lot of the cultural issues, you know, with regarding the black community. Um, you, you sort of waded into Colin uh, Kaepernick, and um, you, you, you did a video that caught my attention where you said black people are safer around white people than black am i am i misquoting that no a a lot of us feel safer and the reason why is because violence isn't something that is shunned amongst black people as a matter of fact you see all of this rioting going on and i hope we're going to get into that in charlotte but you don't see any of this rioting going on when the blacks are killing the blacks or when you look at something like chicago right now when you have over 500 people so far this year murdered Uh, You'd assume that they'd be out there rioting, saying that black lives matter then. But apparently they don't when blacks are killing and murdering blacks. So how can I feel safer around the same people who feel like at the drop of a hat, I can kill you or maim you? Well, it's funny because you say this at one time, you know, we had Larry Elder on and we had Phil Advise on. At one time for you to for anyone to say this would be you're an Uncle Tom or, of course, uh, me with my white privilege. I'm a racist. Um, So. Why is it, though, you're pretty popular? Do you feel like there's there's a, a swinging of the pendulum where a lot of black people are in agreement with you saying, yeah, we've got to do something about this? 
a lot of black people are tired. We've been basically held hostage to the idea of you'll be called uh, a sellout, or Uncle Tom, or a coon. They will literally call you. It's like the, the liberal social justice warriors. If you ever tried to have a discussion with them, if they don't like your point, or if your point is factual, the way to get around it is to call your name. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it is very true. We have, in fact, uh, uh, gotten into it with said social justice warriors. Um, so what... Like this week, a good example, we have two situations. We have um, uh, Terrence Crutcher. Am I pronouncing that? Crutcher, Crutcher. I always pronounce it wrong, being French-Canadian. And then Keith Scott. Um, Keith Scott, of course, which has now led to the riots, as you've talked about, in in Carolina. What's your take on those uh, as far as what's happened? And is it indicative of systemic racism? Okay, now I don't believe it's... uh... I don't believe it's indicative of systemic systemic racism, but... You do have a problem with the fact that these police aren't trained, number one, and I talked about it on my radio show last night. Uh, The police aren't trained very well. And number two, you have both sides which fear each other. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you're a black kid and you were raised by your black mother, usually, and your black mother told you, beware of those cops like Corn Grimes, the woman who was shot in Baltimore, how she was telling her son at the age of five to fight the cops. Now, you grow up having this distrust, mistrust of the cops. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you're on the other side, if you're a young white kid and you grow up and you see the rap videos and you see the news and they're telling you that these people are bad. Now, one grows up to be a cop. One grows up to run the streets. They both don't like each other from the time they were little. So we have to address this from both sides Mm -hmm. because both sides are telling the other side that they're bad. And then you're just running them out in the street like it's a a jump ball in basketball and seeing who wins. But many cases, though, we do see like Keith Scott, you know, a black police officer, a black police chief, or you see like with with Baltimore. I I think you're right in most scenarios. My dad was raised in Detroit, right, during the Detroit riots. And he would say this, and I know people are going to get mad when I say this, or again, say that say that we're racist. He was part of when they did the integration, you know, the, the uh, cross-district busing integration system. And my mm-hmm. dad said, you know, he remember having a talk with his, his uh, uh, father, my grandfather, who actually ran reconnaissance in Detroit. Uh, he was in the Air Force, and he would run reconnaissance because of all the snipers on the roof. And him and his mom said, listen, you're going to go to school, and you're going to see a lot of kids, uh, different color skin than you. They look just like you. Um, just go up and say hi. And they beat the crap out of him. <laughs> he did not have a good experience. Like it was, it was, and that bred more racism in Detroit and white flight than ever before. So there, there was that. But I do think sometimes there are some people who are taught, "Hey, these are good people. Be nice to them." And then it just takes a few life experiences where it's not reciprocated. Why do you think, Stephen? I'll ask you from your side. Why do you think we don't address that? Like we will address a woman who says. I don't date any more guys from this city because she had a bad experience. And nobody will get mad at her for saying it. We will address a woman who says, oh, I don't date any guys who, whatever. Other people are allowed to have an experience, a life-changing experience. But white people, no matter what happens to them, I've watched so many court cases of, there was one in Tennessee in particular, a white father had to sit there and not only know that his daughter was raped and murdered and thrown in the trash can, but all these black people were claiming racism with the cops and the evidence showed that he did it, but he couldn't say the same thing. But if a white person killed my daughter or anybody in my family, I can come out and say those damn white people right now, I can say whatever I want to about white people all over social media it's true. and never have a fear of being put on TN, uh, CNN or Fox News or wherever. But you say it, you're immediately done. And it doesn't matter what it is that 
precipitated you having that. Well, I got so much flack. Pat and Jared and I were laughing because of of corn gains. I'm sorry. This is like, we'll get to the ones that occurred this week. Corn gains is cut and dry. That was child abuse. That woman was a child abuser, the way she was treating your kid. I got flack because we ran a clip and we missed it. And I said, do you hear her repeatedly yelling, you go fight the asses. You go fight the asses. That's exactly what she said. People were like, well, you know, you don't have to do the racist impression. It's. I mean, if I do an impression of Bill Cosby, and we do, no one says that's racist. I do an exact uh, reenactment of what she said to her son, and people were more mad about that being racist and the fact that she was basically advising her son to uh, get into a, a, a fist fight with the police officers. And now you know what I'm dealing with as a black man. They have come to my page when I'll do a video on a woman. She could have drowned eight kids, stabbed five more, and burned two. But if I say one Who is this woman? I want to avoid her block when it comes to trick-or-treating. I used to date her in college, but that's another story. (laughs) The point is I will speak about this and say one word that they don't like. And in the presence of that word, they will forget that the woman had done all of this vicious stuff. Yeah. And they say, oh, you're you're a self-hater, which I don't understand. Because even if I hated all black women, how does that translating to I hate myself. Even if I hated all short black people, how does that mean I hate myself? That's another thing that liberals do in these social justice warriors. They just give you a title, and the title's supposed to scare you off of telling the truth. And that's what happened with you. The woman's a child abuser, period. Yeah, the woman was a child abuser, and the cops were... I mean, there are instances, like when I talked about... uh, I remember the uh, the Eric Garner case. As someone who does, you know, grappling, I'm like, well, you know what? That cop didn't need to do the cross face. That was a guy on a power trip. Um, The guy who was the therapist with the autistic person shot in the arm. I'm going, now, I don't think that was racism. I think that was a very nervous rookie cop who had no yeah. idea what he was doing. Again, even if they make a mistake, and there are many instances where they do, then you have to get to the question of intent. Um, and I think more times than not, the intent is not, well, let's go lynch a black guy today. It's it's either an accident or there could be uh, definitely some police officers who are more scared. For example, we can talk about Terrence Crutcher. Well, PCP in the car. We don't know if there's PCP in a system, but I know police officers, many in Detroit, who've dealt with people on PCP. You deal with one guy on PCP, you are going, it's going to change the way you approach perps forever. Mm -hmm. I talked about the young lady and her name is uh, Betty Shelby. Mm -hmm. I spoke about her and I said, well, she entered the scene first. A small woman like that and a big man like that, if you notice, she never switched weapons, which means she started off having her service weapon trained on him, not her uh, taser. Right. Which that, you know, she understood that she's walking into a situation where she's outmanned. So she pulled out the final solution instead of the lead up to the final solution, because there's pepper spray, there's tasers, there's other things that you can do. But because she was by herself, she started off that way. Well, and I by th- the way, for people who don't know, if you're on PCP, you don't you don't feel uh, tasers. You're almost impervious to pain. Specifically, PCP. Again, we don't know if it was in a system. We know it was in the car, but that changes everything in regards to non-lethal options. Right, but they didn't know that that was there. So we do have to say that they didn't okay. know all this was afterwards. Right. But when she came up on him, she was by herself. So she went to the final solution, knowing that he's so much bigger than me. If I try to tase him, he could do a whole bunch of stuff. I think what happened was what you said, which is fear. She had fear going into it and never thought everyone else has their taser pulled. I don't. I think she honestly thought that she had what they had because they all had their tasers. Yeah. 
Uh, she started off with her gun. Yeah, and I think that's an example of a mistake. But I, I even tweeted, the only thing I tweeted out about that, and we've talked about this more today, was I saw the video, I said, at first glance, this looks pretty damning, and hopefully truth and justice is served. I had only seen the video of the shooting, because that's what was being shown. Then I saw the video, the 30-second video of, you know, many police officers coming out, drawing their weapons, and him walking for a good 30 seconds backward to the car. I do know enough about police work that no one will ever say, put your hands where I can see them and walk back 30 paces away from me. They're going to say, get on the ground. So there was, there must have been, and this is what they've said, some commands, hey, hands up, get on the ground. They would not advise him to go back to his car. And then the argument becomes, I don't believe the cops. They're lying. But it's pretty easy to look at protocol with that and say, all right, this cops would have told him stay where you are they would have never told him to back off and uh, it seems like an unfortunate situation but again people run you see that with white people all the time right these kind of situations occur all the time is it indicative that that woman hated him because he was black and wanted to shoot him i would say no as of now no i'd, I'd agree and i had uh, some of the family members call into my show last night and i don't know how much truth will, uh truthfulness is in their statements but they claim that he was told to go back to the car and i kept saying well that doesn't make any sense uh why he would be told to go back to the car and please let, go and back where you may have a weapon it's not per a call <laughs> right and, but then there's also people on the other side are saying well and i don't know if you've heard it but there was the 911 call from the lady who said that he said the car was about to blow up so they were saying specifically the cops believe that he may have had a bomb in there and i said well that didn't make any sense either because they would have never trailed him to the car where the bomb was no so a lot of the initial reports are contradicting are contradicting themselves uh now they're finding out that he had just gotten off a nine-year jail stint which they were making him out to be a, um a pastor and that he had done nothing but he had literally just gotten out of jail in may he had three active warrants on him and i'm like i don't know what to believe right now but what i do know is that even the fact that the woman took one shot, we do know, and I talked to a lot of cops who called into my show last night. They mm -hmm. do the double tap. She only shot once. I think she realized she shot a bullet instead of a taser, and that's why she didn't shoot again. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, the, the amount, well, it's funny, too, because people talk about this whenever you get your concealed carry course. I don't know if you ever have. They say, hey, listen, this is why you want a bigger caliber, because people on a jury, they don't know if it's a twenty-two. They don't know if it's a, a, a thirty-two. They just see nine rounds in the body, so you're better to get two forty-five. Um, yep. There are different schools of thought on that, but again... One shot is important. Uh, I, th some of this is news to me. I'd love to see more on this. I didn't know about the jail stint yet. You don't. You certainly don't see it anywhere, and I'm pretty on top of the news. Uh, now we go to Keith Scott. There's no video. This is what's, again, spawned more the riots in... in, in uh, is it the riots in Charlotte? Charlotte, yes. Charlotte, okay. Um, so they went from tranny bathrooms. That was, that was the protest to now this. There's always something going on in Charlotte. Um, <laughs> what's, what's your read on this one? The officer said, again, black officer, black police chief saying he was armed. And then what bothers me is the immediate reaction is cops lie about everything. Yep. Now, again, it goes back to what you were saying about your father. Sometimes when you've had bad incidences, you will jump to that bad thing just to protect oneself. Uh, if you get bit by one snake, you're probably going to think they're all venomous, even though it's just the one. Right. I think a lot of the people are jumping to these incidences and, and these thoughts because maybe they've seen enough lies. Well, hold on. They... I, for, I forgot we have to go to a commercial break. Our evil corporate overlords hold that thought. On that note, uh, snakes I have no problem with, but spiders are soulless killing monsters. I am totally okay generalizing. Tommy Sotomayor, everyone stay tuned.
breaking news. I'm Perry Matheson. Amidst a wake of controversy following Donald Trump Jr.'s comments, the CEO from Skittles Candy has released a statement. Hi, thank you for convening here today. On behalf of Skittles Candy, uh, I would like to repudiate Donald Trump Jr.'s comments as offensive, insensitive, and repugnant. And I would like to inform you that we at Skittles are proud that none of our candies, to the best of our knowledge, have ever taken part in any form of terrorist activity. Nor does anybody at Skittles Candy condone any form of discrimination against any marginalized group. What about a choking hazard? Well, that is true. Some people have choked on the candy, Are but... Are you them brown people? I, I, I don't have the resources available to me, but uh, I, I would assume, based on the actuary tables, that's possible. So your candy has hurt brown people. Well, I... Uh, son of a bitch. Well, he drew brass as his press conference unfolds. For breaking news on Louder with Crowder, I'm Pariamatha Fan. Skittles, taste the trickery. When it's time to party, we will party hard. There we go. He's a gamer. You can follow him on Instagram, Twitter, TJ Sotomayor, or uh, Sotomayor TV on YouTube. I highly recommend it, if only for the comments section, because, my God, it heats up quickly. <laughs> um, oh, glad to have you back. Sorry sorry to, uh, to, to cut you there. You were talking about um, Keith Scott and people's own personal experiences. Uh, yeah. I understand it's, it's horrible, obviously, for people to generalize and assume that all, all black people are criminals. On the flip side, you know, when you see, if you look on Twitter... Or you look on social media, there is an absolute, um, I guess, sort of, people are just apathetic if you just generalize that uh, all cops are killers and they're lying and they're planting evidence. People just seem to be okay with that narrative right now. You know, it's, I, I will say something on the, the opposite side. Where I have a few white followers and I've done videos where I call black people niggly bears and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Go ahead, laugh. <laughs> but I can't. I can laugh. I can't say it. But I've never even heard that before. Love that. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, this is awesome. This is hilarious." Well, I called the woman who shot um, the guy in Tulsa, Snowpig. So the same white followers who had been following all of my stuff, me talking bad about black people for years, saw one title and said, I didn't know you were racist. I said, whoa, wait a minute. All of that stuff I've been saying about black people, you were okay with that? The word snow pig bothered you? So I think it's on both sides. People are okay with what you say as long as it's backing them. Yeah. So a lot of the blacks are okay with saying all cops are bad when the first people they call when something goes wrong is who? The cops, those same bad cops that yeah. you assume are gonna come to shoot you. But it, it goes away on the other side too. As a black guy, when I come out with a conservative point of view, white people are patting me on the back, good job, brother. But if I say one thing 
that then yeah. they don't agree with. They're like, well, you're just like the rest of them. And I was like, what just happened? Yeah, there is an outrage culture on the right, too, that really bothers me. I've gotten that, too. And uh, although I've never used the term niggly pig, but uh, <laughs> I've I definitely noticed that where they just they get mad about one issue. You know, even if I'm like, man, I don't like that Trump wants to, you know, you look at the libel laws. And, oh, you want Hillary to win? No, I don't. But it's perfectly within the bounds of reason to say this is very upsetting for a Republican candidate. Um, yeah. It, and, and that is and then they, I, I will tell you, this is a true story. What happened at a conservative news network, uh, I mean, news network that leans more conservative. And there was a guy who came in and I swear to you, I don't think he was racist. What he said was was blatantly racist. I don't think he he didn't mean it in a hateful way. He meant it as a compliment. And he went up to my black friend who had just gotten done talking sort of about Black Lives Matter. And this guy went up to my swear to you, and he said, Hey, man, I just wanted to shake your hand. After Obama, it's good to hear a black man say the truth for once. And I, <laughs> I sat there, and I know what he meant to say. Now, my friend was like, oh, thank you, and he knew, and the guy, they talked for 20 minutes. He could have easily gone to the NAACP and filed suit. Um, sometimes white people just, they say the wrong thing, uh, but they get offended easily, too, and it's, it's silly. It's also silly, the outrage culture. Yes, and that's the problem right now. The first thing that people jump to, they don't wait for um, information. They don't wait for facts. They jump to the cops were lying, and I'm with you on that. I think that is a horrible precedent to set for your children, for your neighborhood, for your community, because you can't work with a group of people that you believe are blatantly lying on you every time something happens. You don't want to know the truth because the truth in your mind is always they're lying. This guy was innocent. You don't care about his background. You don't care about the cop's background. And I think that makes it very difficult because I made a video a while ago and people got mad at me. And then uh, a lot of the, um, the police departments around the country had started to share this video and then the police officers had told on them and said they're sharing this racist guy's video and i said it gets to a point where if i was a white cop i would just wait on everything to die down in a black neighborhood and just show up and pick up the body yeah i not go knowing that if i did my job they're immediately going to say you did it wrong wasn't it funny how um they don't wait for any evidence when it comes to this but it took them what three days before they were willing to use the word bomb with the chelsea yep. attack uh, it it, re it really is. It, it is something that is absolutely unnerving. But uh, yeah, it's 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 funny. They get they pick one thing and then you lose them, which is sad because someone like you can make a lot of headway and someone like you can reach a lot of people who who haven't had ears to hear this kind of thing. I think that's why a lot of people they saw the Phil advise debate and uh, said you have to have this guy on on the other side of the coin. Um, you just mentioned earlier you talked about uh, sort of. You mentioned fathers in a way that I thought, oh, okay, you said, you know, usually by their mom, raised by their mom, talking about single mothers in, in the black household. We talked about that with Larry Elder, and then we had Phil Advise on, and he was saying, well, it's not exclusive to the, to the black community. I said, statistically, yes, it is. Statistically, there's a problem with the black community, fatherless households. He goes, so you're, so you're saying that all black people have no dads? I said, no, that's not what I said. I said, statistically, it is an anomaly in the black community, fatherless households. Can we speak honestly about that? And I, I think I was... I was accused of being a racist or something. But you just touched on that. Um, what do you do about it? And, and, and what have your experiences been with that when talking on that issue? I talk about it all the time. I have a film coming out called The Fatherless America. And what I concentrate on mostly in my discussion is how the lack of reasoning is coming in the black community because you have a lack of the person held accountable. Right. person normally held accountable in the household, a man. You ever notice that we get cut from the football team? If we say something to somebody they don't like and they punch us, they tell us, you shouldn't have said anything. So we're accountable for all of our actions. Something happens and we got to stay accountable for it. Even if we have 
if I have five kids that I can't take care of and she has five kids that she can't take care of, where both of us get help from the state. She get housing from the state. I get housed in the state. Uh, it, it's, a, <laughs> it's a situation to where men are held accountable. So right. if you have a whole bunch of women who are not held accountable raising the children, the children themselves grow up to be unaccountable for their actions. And that's what you're seeing out in the streets with a lot of these He's robbing the bank or he was robbing someone's house. They shot him, but he didn't do nothing. There was literally a story about a guy who had broken into a woman's house. She shot him and the family came out on television. I, 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 I issue not. They came out on television and said he had just started college and he needed some clothes to look fresh. <laughs> I said this, and I'm looking at all these women and I want you to pay attention, Stephen. Every time you see a shooting of a young black male, the crowd that they interview is literally a whole bunch of women. Like, where the hell are the men? It's, <laughs> it's so funny, though. I will tell you this. Uh, being, I've heard of white people being out of touch with black culture, but that's ridiculous. When I got in trouble, it never even occurred to me to say, well, I had to steal. I needed to look fresh. Um, Tommy, can we keep you for one more segment? Right, let's keep you for one more segment. Uh, Tommy Sotomayor, Sotomayor TV on YouTube. Stay tuned, or you're racist for real this time if you tune out. <laughs> Hopper wants you to trust him with your vote, but it doesn't end there. He wants you to entrust the direction of this country to his running mate as well, Dean Cain. Hopper tells you that Dean Cain's a swell guy, but he's not. What Hopper doesn't tell you is Dean Cain was wanted for rape. Dean Cain, swell guy, fit for vice president? I think not. Hopper Kane 2016. Unfit, unqualified, and un American. Paid for by Shell, Acorn, Sims, All right, glad to be back. That was my uh, that was my Indian from Seinfeld finger dance. You're a very bad man, uh, Tommy Sotomayor. Thank you for saying Sotomayor. Um, what's the Sotomayor TV on YouTube, uh, Twitter, and Instagram? TJ Sotomayor. What's the origin of of Sotomayor? Where where is that from? Panama. Panama. See, I would not have guessed that, uh, but I would have pronounced it incorrectly. With Sotomayor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know it's. You do that. You do those things. Even uh, English wise, you guys pronounce it correctly. It's Sotomayor. Oh, shoot. Sotomayor. <laughs> I know most people can't say it, so I just... Sotomayor. Now I sound like Japanese. Sotomayor! And we're going to get letters. <laughs> and people are going to say we're racist against Japanese people. We're racist against all of the above. Um, it is... It, I will say, like, there is... Let me ask you this serious question, because we're talking about that the sort of, oh, need to do to look fresh for college. Here's the crazy thing. That woman was comfortable enough making that excuse because she knows enough people in her life who will be like, yes. <laughs> just... You know, that's it. Like, yes, normal. No, like, it's not. That's the problem to me. It's not that she said it, but she's not even surrounded by one person in her life who would say, huh? Steven, Milwaukee, Kilwaukee, as they like to call themselves, had an incident, and the, and the sister of the man who was shot got in front of television. CNN also ran the lie in which she was calling for peace. No, she wasn't. She said... Don't burn our stuff down. Go burn down the white people's stuff. 
Yeah. And then you wonder why white people would be afraid of black people when they just stood there in front of a group of black people said, don't burn our stuff down, go burn theirs down. And the people were like, yeah, she said, um, we need our stuff. We need our weave. Like what? Yeah. Did she say weave or weed? Weave. Yeah. She, they, they, the women need weave in their head. They need this. Yeah. It is something that they cannot live without. And yeah. she said this to a crowd of people and nobody said, well, that's stupid. Well, that's because of his next uh, next run for presidency, Bernie Sanders. Weaves are human rights. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, you'll see it in his issues list. Um, right. Yeah, again, there's no one around them to just say, eh, maybe go a different direction. Let me ask you this, because because you talk about it and they wonder why white people are afraid. Okay, I was raised in Canada. Montreal, very much a post-racial, um, a post-racial America, post-racial Canada. We were talking about this. Fam- family matters. Uh, Fresh Prince, some of the biggest sitcoms when we grew up, it wasn't black people. It was white people who loved these shows. Uh, Fresh Prince, the dad was a judge. Family matters. Dad was a cop. Do you think those could be made today? <laughs> no, because you have to remember the downslope of uh, black people were after the Cosby show. Black people had started to resent the Cosby show because they said, that's not real. That's not realistic. Also the not- rape. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but that- <laughs> That'll leave a sour taste in one's mouth. Get over that. But the point is, you looked at it and you said, these people are really wanting more real representations of black people. And if you notice, real means criminal element. There are black kids right now who are in college who can't get their parents to give them enough money to buy books or to get their family to pull together money to buy books. But there are guys who are doing four years in jail and the whole family gets together every month to make sure he can have money on his books to uh, get some cigarettes or whatever it is. So the dynamic in the black community, think about rappers. Rappers, in order to do music, have to lie about having a criminal past. And what other... um, venue in life or profession do you have to lie about being a criminal in order to be accepted well, to, to in prison <laughs> right <laughs> in prison oh my gosh i killed so many people the blood will never wash out of my fingers hey Rumi. <laughs> you know that prison and rap and 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 i do wonder because you know we were talking about that when we were raised uh and if you look back sort of in the in the 80s and the the early 90s uh, there were plenty of black characters and sort of quote-unquote white shows and it wasn't even really thought of. It wasn't even like this is a token black. It was just one of the friends, one of the kids. Nowadays, that's that's not the case at all. It is entirely divided. And I will say that I do think, and I, I, I am curious as to someone like you who seems to be you know awakened as a, a black person, um, as a white person, I do worry that my kids will be raised in a more racially divided America than I was. It seems like they've regressed. Do you feel that way, that there's more racial division now than, say, 15 years ago? I think it's uh, being pushed. Last night I talked on my show about the fact that there are more whites killed by the police every year than blacks killed by the police every year. But those stories don't make the liberal news because the agenda that's being pushed, that doesn't fit the narrative. The narrative is if you divide America, then you can put all types of policies in place to be able to lord over Americans. And we're not understanding it. Racism is a minute issue but they make it the major issue. If you think about it, they got mad when Lil Wayne said, racism rarely hits me if ever, I can't remember. Well, they got pissed off at this black guy with these dreads and tattoos on his face saying, eh, it really hits me, I don't see it. A lot of blacks have no idea what the other blacks in the streets I'm are I'm more yelling. pissed off that our, our, our black guest said Lil Wayne the white way. He said Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. <laughs> 
Are you with 50 cents and little Wayne? That's right. <laughs> Listen, you, you look at these people and you say, the majority of black people do not have this experience. The mm -hmm. ones that are out there running around throwing bottles and stuff like that, they'll go to job, their jobs the next day that a white employer. And their white employer can't fire them, even though they saw them jumping up and down. <laughs> He's like, like Bob's calling him into the office. Jamarcus, uh, uh, I think I sucked on television yesterday. <laughs> How shoes work for you? They look to be freaking nice on that windshield. Like he can't fire him because he's racist. And even with me doing that voice, and I did that on purpose, notice that blacks are able to, black comedians can make the joke about the white voice, joke about the white walk, joke about all things about white people, and white audience members have to laugh. But if you're a white comedian, you do that same joke, what happens? Oh, but I find it hilarious. That's one thing. I hate when the right reacts. I'm like, why can they do it? It's like, well, because it's funny. So just do it on the other side and be funny. You're like, why can they say the N-word? And Because they can. So just just, just do something where you can be funny. So yes. I, I don't like the outrage on either side. But uh, it is hypocritical, obviously. I will say, you know, I didn't... It didn't even really cross my mind as much in, in Canada. And I, I don't want to use his name in case he's listening. But I remember in Canada, here's a funny thing, right? The Ebonics, that sort of talking, it, there, there's a, a history of, you know, it goes from southern slavery and then into inner cities where people learn to speak a certain way. Well, that's not a part of the history in Canada, right? There's no there's no way that someone should, like, you know, Drake, who is, sorry, a half-Jewish, butter-soft bitch from Toronto, should sound like he's from Memphis. Like, that's fake, okay? Right. And I, I had a kid, there were four black guys, I think five black girls in my graduating class, and he, he just kind of talked like, you know, Canadian. And then I remember hearing like a mixtape and I remember his song. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to absolutely push it. It was like, you know, I got that swag. Uh. And I'm sitting there I'm like, is that Jay from high school? And he was doing it to sound like a black guy from the United States in the inner city. It was entirely fake. So the thing that bothers me is obviously when you have people like Sean King and Rachel Dolezal competing to be black, um, they're competing for a culture that at this point might be entirely fabricated. Yeah, the whole thing is, uh, you look at where, and I say this and this pisses a lot of people off. I talk about how blacks speak in America. And I think it's weird because you can see an Asian or Mexican come into the country, first generation, speak perfect English. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've been here for 400 years and people keep giving us an excuse. I think that's the problem I have with liberals. Liberals keep giving blacks an excuse to fail. They don't hold them accountable for anything, and that pisses me off. You're treating them like like uh, puppies, like animals. It's gotten like worse. It's definitely gotten worse because even you know my dad, who again was raised in Detroit, and when we were raised, um, all, all the black kids we knew, you know, I mean, listen, everyone has different twangs to their voice, um, yeah. but it definitely was not again that divide like lingo now that's clearly been invented by the rap community. It's definitely worse with kids now raised on the the Drakes, the Lil Waynes, than uh, than even kids you know from from the run DMC days in the 90s. There was a semblance of, okay, here's our commonality with the English language. Yep. It used to be where the guy would speak a certain way in rap and then he wouldn't speak like, I mean, country singers do it all the time. Garth Brooks doesn't talk like he uh, sings. He's a completely different guy. Um, yeah. uh, you can listen to the guy who sang, used to sing, it wasn't me, Shaggy. He has no accent. He said he learned that in the military. <laughs> oh, gosh. You understand it for music, but now these guys, like Plies is a very educated guy, but whenever he gets in front of the television or microphone, he has to pretend he's not. He has to pretend he speaks a way in which he doesn't. And what you're doing is communicating to the people watching you that this is Norman amongst black people. It's this is life. If you don't speak like this, other blacks will tell you you're not black. 
black kids have gotten picked on. You're sounding white, acting white, and gotten beaten up for just speaking English properly. Yeah, I had. Uh, were you going to say something? Oh, like I, I was going to say I think the to, whitest person ever. Go ahead. To, to, to them, I think. I think that what I'm hearing more and more on Twitter and social internet is that it is. They do that purpose because it's it's more of a rebellion against you know the the language the against, white people created against employment against employment I guess. <laughs> We can go with that too, uh, but yeah. I mean, it's 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 a rebellion against the white supremacist who created the English language. Why why should we bow to? I remember I had that? A, a black friend one time use a term. Says I know if you're gonna get mad, I get the impression, uh, "Hone diamond," and this meant like a woman's nether region. And I was like, I'm pretty up to. I was like, I've never heard that referred to as diamond. And I realized there was just a certain point I was not going to be able to keep up with it. And I I was like, oh, okay, all right, let's just let's just act like this conversation is going along really well. It's starting to sound like this black friend is the same black guy all the time. No, no, this was a, this was a woman, uh, <laughs> and then I heard it in a song by uh, uh, someone called Risque. I can't even repeat the name; it's so profane, but it's absolutely hysterical. And it's funny, as people don't know this, like I I love hip hop. I've always been into hip hop, uh, and not just hip hop on the radio, but uh, you know. And I completely disagree with the politics of like you know people like Immortal Technique and all this stuff. But I, I they're immensely talented. Yeah. Um, but it is something where I'm like, man, I can't put that on my brain that often because it is almost always negative. Well, I think the great thing about being uh, white and listening to hip hop music is this. You look at it like how I would look at Scarface. I don't look at the movie Scarface and say, let me go out and give me a couple of keys and go down to Miami and see if I can sell them. Uh, you, <laughs> you guys listen to rap and then you go on to your regular life. But it's different for blacks. We have to listen to it and emulate it and repeat it. We have to live like what this guy is saying. And that's why I hate the music now, because the people who are putting the music out are very irresponsible because they know. Oh, sorry, I one second. We have to go to a break. People listening, uh, we're going to give a few extra here on the web extended because Tommy is, is tearing it up. Uh, Sotomayor TV on YouTube. Stay tuned. If you don't tune in, you're racist. I got your back. Racist! YouTube, which happens to be owned by Filthy Judens. You can also subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud to take Lada with Chada on the go. It also supports this channel, since there's still private property here, and allows them to continue with their message. So there's that. Hey, Jared, what are you doing? Shooting bad guys. With what? By AR-15. Where'd you get it? AR-15.com. Enunciate it more clearly so our audience can hear. AR-15.com. That's better. They sell guns now? Yeah, they do. Are they any good? They're the best. Where from? AR-15.com. Kaboom. Kaboom. You really make that sound? Didn't have the budget for sound effects. Kaboom. Kaboom. Oh, there's another one. Kaboom. You got him! With what? My AR-15! From where? AR-15.com Hey, how do you know they're bad guys? Dirtbirds and burkas. Kaboom! That's racist!
Bet you didn't expect uh, Jazz Hands with the metal. That was Tommy Sotomayor. Lots of great feedback. Yeah, he was uh, he was great. And Beautiful th- black beast. He is. And we let Kyle back there. Is it pre pre taped? Well yeah. extended. I know so, people getting mad. They say yep. when we say it's a pre tape, uh, we did have to pre tape that, and so there have been some developments, obviously, with the officer who's been charged uh, over there in Tulsa. By the way, charged does not mean convicted, so it's important no. for people to understand that because I think there were, I think the the officers were charged in Freddie Gray, but they weren't convicted. And of course, um, what do you do when that happens? You break stuff. You break stuff. You break stuff. <laughs> Obviously. You were right ahead of me there. Okay, so we have over a 1,000 votes in only a few minutes. I tossed out to the Twitter. Thank you, PC's Beard and everybody else uh, watching. Do you think that Black Lives Matter is making America more racist? 79% said yes. 4% said no. Uh, 17% said you are Hitler. Uh, Hitler or, or literally uh, well, well they just I didn't with. have room in the poll for that. Mm. So uh, and then after this segment we're going to have Chael Sonnen on, the one and only Chael Sonnen. But we do have a mm-hmm. guest right now before that. We're we pretty happy to have him on. Do we Got it. do we have the guest here? It is Okay, Mr. Hitler. I got him. Are you there? I Mr. Hitler. You need to fix I can't hear Scheisen. Mr Mr. Hitler? Can oh, you hear that, us? Okay. That's yeah. Can you hear me, Steven? Yes, we can. Thank you for being here, sir. Oh, no, thanks for having me. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't miss it. Oh, that's very polite. Uh, right off the bat, what's better for you, Mr. Nein, Hitler? Nein, just uh, Mein Führer will be fine. Okay, uh, Mein Führer. Uh, you, look, you look pretty good, actually. Oh, well, well, thank you. You're, you're far too kind, but what can I say? Uh, clean living and good genetics, Stephen. <laughs> right. Uh, a lot of people thought you were actually dead. I what's know, that? that's what I thought. People, a lot of people thought you were dead. I... I, I I'm saying I need you to fix the river. Not, I can't. They, I can't People thought, thought you were dead, Mein Führer. A lot of people. That I, was I can't. The, the consensus. Can you? What was? What? One more time. Come again, Kada. A, a lot of people thought you were dead, Hitler. Oh, dead. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I pulled the first one. Oh, okay, then where did you go? What's? Well, okay. Only because you asked nicely. Thank you. Argentina. <laughs> I know, I would, have, I would have gotten away with it too. No one suspected a thing until that damn Tim Kennedy and the Revisionist History Channel. Oh, yeah, I, I know that. Well, what do you think in the present now? You've become a bit of a meme. That's the common misconception, you know. That's lazy. I'm, oh, he's mean. I'm, I, anyone who knows me knows I'm not mean. No, no, I, you've become a meme, like an online meme. Let me show you here. What, that's Pepe that? the Frog. Yeah, that's, that's why, a meme. Why are you showing that picture of the frog in my clothing? That's it. You as the frog. It's a meme now. Very popular. Yes, that's it. You said it. That's meme. That's meme. Uh, okay, let's keep going on like this is going really well. A lot of people in this election have been comparing you to Donald Trump, making that comparison. What do you think about I think, that? I think you have that backwards, Stephen. <laughs> He's a Republican. No, I, I know that, but a lot of celebrities, entertainers, they've been making the comparison. Why would it, that, that makes no sense. He's a Republican. I'm, I'm a Nazi. It has, it has socialists in the name, in case you haven't heard, Stephen. <laughs> okay, so who would you say you're most like, then, in the current field? Oh, you know, I don't think that comparison is, is fair for anyone. You know, I'm an original. Uh, as the famous quote goes, Crowder, they can uh, walk like me, they can dress like me, talk like That's me, and quote. even uh, try to act like they don't give a damn, or shizen like me. They okay. may just be the next best thing, uh, Crowder, but, but they're not quite me. Was that was that Eminem? 
No, that's from Mein Kampf. No, that's that's from Eminem. I think it is. I don't know who that is. Okay, uh, who do you prefer then in this election? Let's move on. Who do you like? Oh, that's, that's such a tough question, Stephen. To be honest, I can't believe that America is left with, with these two choices. Uh, yeah. uh, of course, with the lesser of two evils, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'd have to go at this point, hashtag I'm with her. All mm. that, but uh, this may surprise some people. But you know, for quite a while there, I was really feeling the burn oh. to socialists of a feather. You know that. Uh, well, to be fair, he claims he's he's a democratic socialist. Very different. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot democratic socialist. That changes everything, <laughs> right? Hey, hey, who wants to kill the handicaps? No, let's no. let's go to a vote. No. Free shizen for everyone who wants to kill the handicaps. Oh, democracy! <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have to say, a part of me really respects uh, his bait and switch game. He's good at it for uh, filthy Juden. Okay, all right, let's go on like this is uh, continuing swimmingly. W- what are you up to today, Mein Fuhrer? Well, I'm glad you asked. You know, I, I'm just taking it easy. You know, I love to paint. But really, I've rediscovered my uh, first passion uh, for stand-up comedy. Oh, That's why I'm here. I want to promote my next show. Um, uh, all right. Tell people, where, where is it? Where's your uh, next it's show? It's at Hamburger Sally's, the open mic on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And if I bring 12 people, I get five minutes extra stage time. So come on and bring your friends from Mein Führer. And okay. uh, I'd like to give people here a, a simple joke. Uh, no, I, I don't know how I feel about okay, that. Okay, okay. How many Judens does it take to screw in a light bulb? Nope, no, we're not going to go there. There's no way. We're not doing this okay, uh, oh, at hey, all. I, I've not, got a great I'm... riff on Zyklon B. Nope, okay. <laughs> Adolf Hitler, everybody. Uh, we're, we're sorry about that. Yeah, he's he's great for ratings, but he's not terribly great for the integrity of this program. No. <laughs> no. No, he's we, not. We can do better. We can... I mean, well, well, we should have him back naturally, but put him on a on a, on a tight leash. Yeah. Um, we know we have a black guy, a white guy, a woman. We needed, we did. You need the Nazi. You need the Nazi to fill out the show. So you know, you know. Um, I days. mean, they are protected Nazis. class as well. The Nazis. There. By the way, I was drinking. I had an in my in my hashtag Never Daily mug that won't be in a merchandise store coming soon. Kombucha. My wife. That loves is some nasty, it nasty is, crap. It can be good, or it tastes like. Um, like if a monkey could urinate vinegar. Yeah. It is the worst. Oh, gosh. I was going to talk about the Chelsea bombing. We don't have that much time before we go. So I will say this. Hey, people are asking. Uh, Hopper, of course, you know him. Uh, he's running for president with his running mate, Dean Kane. Uh, listen to the podcast. If They've been under attack the ads, lately. They've been under attack from Big Squirrel. He did have surgery this morning. He was high as a kite. There will mm-hmm. be video on social. But he's doing fine right now. Uh, does he have? Yeah, he's laying there with a cone of shame because he can't eat the... Uh, the stitches over there in his leg. So I had knee surgery. Hopper had knee surgery. We're both a couple of gimps. Very white, however. I mean, he's as white as they come. He's a Nazi dog. He is. He would have fit in in Argentina. Doggo Argentina. Who knows? He could be. It could be. He could no be. No one knows. Uh, Hitler's dog. I have. I don't know what. I don't know uh, what's up and what's down anymore. I do know we have a fantastic guest next. Chael Sonnen, the great one. Stay tuned. Please. Pretty please. Hopper Crowder is not only running for president, he's entrusting the well-being of this country in the hands of his running mate, Dean Kane. But America, just how much do we really know about this man? Did you know, for example, that he was a domestic abuser? 
I don't know about you, but is America ready for a vice president who beats broads? I think not. Harper Kane, 2016. Unfit, unqualified, and un-American. Paid for by Sheldon Acorn Citizen Skittles. Glad to have it. Stop it. Be professional, not gay. Jared, glad know, to bring our guest. I know not how to. And we were talking off air and then saying, just just, just bring just bring the guy on. So, story here. He used to be uh, at Sun and CH on Twitter. Now it's his actual name, at Chael Sonnen, uh, former UFC fighter, now going to be fighting at Bellator. I've got that right, right, Chael? You got it. You got it. Kaboom. So, who's at, Ch- there it is. Who's at Sun and CH? So, Sun and CH is what I used to have. That was my original name on Twitter. And just to get the little check mark to get that uh, official, um, verified, they call it, it, it was like an act of Congress, what I had to go through. Then one morning I wake up, they changed it on their own to at Chael Sonnen, which is fine. I just, I was surprised they did it on their own. But then they also released Sonnen CH and somebody else grabbed it and then began heckling me from it. Is he at least a good troll? Is he good at it? It wasn't bad, you know, because I kind of popped for it. Like, I think I favorited or, or, or retweeted him one time. So he realized, like, okay, it, you know, in the spirit of hail fellow well met. But I think that he was getting ready to break bad on me. Yeah, I think it, I think he was getting ready to, to go crazy and then yeah, that's, be like it was me. You don't want to follow him so he can direct message you. We've learned that one the hard way. The funniest, you know, with Twitter, sometimes you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't bother me. And sometimes it, it can get under your skin. And then sometimes they're hilarious. The funniest Twitter handle I ever saw. So this was immediately after Osama bin Laden was killed. Osama bin Laden was killed. Within five minutes, there was a Twitter handle, at Osama in hell. And there was one tweet. Wait, what? That was it. And I was not bad. Not bad. I was sitting bad. there, got like seventy-five thousand follows for one tweet. Didn't go anywhere from there. And you're going, someone has time to do this. Mm-hmm. They should be comedy writers, but instead now they go, they troll people on Twitter. Yep. Um, one hit wonder. Yeah, one hit wonder. That's the that's the modern day equivalent. So speaking of of, of trolling, so Chael, you've been Trump guy since the beginning. Um, how do you feel right now about your chances? Well, <sighs> nervous. Not, I mean, it's not locked. You know, time moves so fast in this space. I, I mean, it, w- it was just three weeks ago he was down by 10 points. Uh, this morning he was down by uh, less than 1.9. Um, it, it's going to come down to the debate. And in my opinion, he's going to have to lay an egg. I don't think he needs to win the debate. I don't think he should win the debate. He's taken on you know, career politician or somebody that's at least been there. And uh, I mean, I think he'd have to get knocked out and say something. I really I think he's in a really good spot for a good and close race. But I'm, I am a little surprised that it's even close. You know, it's a it's really bizarre. And every country gets the leader they deserve. Yeah. And if they put if we put Hillary in and people start complaining about jobs and they've got no and all the, the lies and that you deserve it all because it's all been out there. So cankles. Every country gets what they deserve. We'll see. We'll see what this one does. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think you're. I do. Th- I will say this. It goes back and forth. 
expect Hillary to get desperate, right? They're the master of the October surprise. And I don't think Donald Trump is very good in the realm of debate. I think Hillary, you kind of look at what are the big flaws, the biggest legitimate flaws. Hillary is a career politician. She'll lie and say whatever is necessary to win. Donald Trump's biggest flaws, he's kind of thoughtless. Some people say shoot from the hip. He doesn't give a lot of thought sometimes before he speaks, which is refreshing to a degree. In debate, let's take those two flaws. It's a strong suit for Hillary in debate to be premeditated, to be slippery, to be slimy. And uh, I think when you get outside of a primary, when you're getting to a general public who haven't made up their mind yet, it I, I don't know. It is anyone's game, but I think he could lay an egg. He could. I really hope he stays away from her health. Um, I don't think there's a way to win there. I know that it's a fair point and there's a lot more going on. It's also very uh, funny. Yeah, a lot more than meets the eye. And I, I think he should just stay away from that because it's going to look like bullying. That's one of the problems historically that men have had with debating women uh, is they can look like bullies. They can come out too strong and make them look weak and and then endear them to the crowd. I think just an emphasis on calmness, say his piece, let the time run out and get the hell off the stage. I think that's what he needs to do. I know that's what he's being advised to do. I'm not confident what he's going to do. Well, he's it's kind of like right now. We're seeing a subdued Chael <laughs> for whatever reason. We're seeing a subdued Trump. Are you uh, are you mirroring your... Uh... Am I is, uh, trying to lead by what I what I I'm just saying do. you're much more subdued now. You know, usually usually you're 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 going you're bouncing off the walls. That's it's mirroring the Trump. I'll tell you, it's it's on the topic of health. So here's what's going on with her health. I, I have a if if we could talk about this for a second because I have a couple of thoughts on this. First off, the Clintons are so predispositioned to lying. They just they can't not lie. If they could do a deal straight and win. They prefer to kink it. They just don't know any different. Right. And when you look at Hillary, it's like, Hillary, time out a second here. First off, if you don't feel good and you're getting up every day and slugging it out and pushing it through anyway, that's that's really compelling. This is an okay time to, to tell your story and say, this is driving me crazy. Or this is, And I'm still putting in 17-hour days. There was a guy... And I can't remember what state it was. It started with an A. It was Alabama, Arkansas, or Alaska. But he died. He died going in to the general. So he was on the ballot. He passed away, and they elected him. And a lot of that, it wasn't because people didn't know he had died, and they were just so used to checking the box. It was out of respect. It was a sign of respect for the guy that had passed. And so Hillary's got a a shot here to just go, look, here's what's going on, and I'm toughing it out. She doesn't know any different, and she brought up this this monster lie of, of dehydration. Now, that's going to work on 99.9% of the population. Oh, she was dehydrated. She clapped. It's never going to work on me and people from my field. Now, you have to understand, Stephen, I come from the one and only job in the world that you have to make weight and able to go do your job. There point. is nowhere else in free society that your boss can put you on a scale before he lets you go out and do your job. So I know everything if you're that an intern at Fox News. dehydration. Yeah, so when she comes out and says dehydration, to most people, they just accept it. But if you look at someone that grew up with a life of having to dehydrate and lived in that world and quite literally wrote a book on it, you go, geez, I, I have no idea why you lied. But you did. So you've never, uh, you've never cut weight in a pantsuit in 74 degrees? I tell you, yeah, man, it, it was insane. I, I've cut 20 pounds in 17 hours before, 100% water weight. 
And I can tell you how bad you feel, but boy, you could look at me, Stephen, and you know my face is sucked in. You can't hide dehydration, and doctors love to throw that term around. Well, you're dehydrated. That is the biggest bunch of BS. It is so incredibly hard to become dehydrated. You right. have to start with how. Right. How did you become dehydrated? I train every day, twice a day to the absolute extremes. I've never been dehydrated in my life unless it was by design. And even then, I never fainted in my entire 31-year career of watching people purposefully dehydrate one person's knees have ever buckled that I've witnessed. So, I mean, it was such a whopper, but she'll, she'll get away with it. People don't, a, no one knows what it means. It's a really, really, really uncommon and rare thing, and it has to be done by design. That's uh, that's a really good point. So you go, not good, Jared. I didn't know we were going to get into into medical uh, yeah. examination. Smart stuff. I wouldn't have thought about it. Um, okay, speaking of which, so well, chill. Because, well, because, Steve, but, here, but here's my larger point. This isn't just a conservative talking point to, to try to grab some Trumps for votes. No, it's about compulsive lying yeah well it's it's the lie you're just going hey why are you lying about this because the truth really isn't all that bad if you if you were to come out and say look i'm not feeling good but i got a job to do man i get it boy there's days i don't feel good but when that alarm clock goes off you get up and put your boots on anyway and i just think people would get it i have no idea why she would lie and as far as the health issue goes it also comes back to does it matter because there's a tipping point where I get that it does. There's a tipping point where it does. But if you're just talking about somebody that doesn't feel good or is dealing with age or she brought up pneumonia, which is also, that's another great one to pull out of the hat. Most people can't spell pneumonia, let alone know what it is. Um, so it's something to hang your hat on. But you can also go, Hillary, does it matter? Do, why, why would you not just say I'm not feeling so great? What's wrong with that? Yeah, no, I agree with Chael. I think he's right. She has AIDS. Speaking of which, you're coming back to fight. So you're coming back. Quote, quote that, Jared. Write it down. Let's release that on the Twitters. Uh, but not to Son and CH. That guy knows no. what he's doing. He'll get that the guy will retweet it. Yes, he will. He'll stand in the pocket and trade with the best of the trolls. Chael, you came back. Surprising to me, you were fighting in the UFC. Now you're in Bellator. Um, okay, this is kind of the politician in you, right? You said swore up and down. You weren't going to fight again. Your days were numbered. What, what, what's the what's the deal and why Bellator? Well, so in in fighting you have to go with an organization, and in the boxing world they co-promote, they mix and blend. And in our sport, and and I think largely because it's still a new sport, I think over time that there will be co-promotes. But the way it sits right now is you you can only go with one organization. So I end up in Bellator, but. The sport's the same, the rules are the same, the weight class, everything's the same, but yeah, I'm under that banner. And as far as coming back, man, I always wanted to, but it wasn't as simple as for me to go, all right, put me in, coach. I was on a suspension for performance-enhancing substances. I felt like my race was ran. I had some other distractions going on uh, that were positives. I had some opportunities and whatnot. Sure. And uh, I just thought, you know what? I, 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 look, I'm suspended anyway. Maybe we just call it. But I didn't want to. I wanted uh, to be able to compete, and I wanted to want to compete. You know, that fire is a real thing, and when it burns out, man, it's it's tough to restoke it. But uh, that was just the spot I was in. So you're back. Everyone's talking about this. A lot of potential fights for you in Bellator. Listen, you just talked about it, the performance-enhancing drugs. That's the big question. A lot of people saying... Is he going to Bellator because there isn't stringent testing? I don't think I'm letting the cat out of the bag. You've been straightforward with that. Um, sure. You said no. There's a clause in your contract where you have to pay out half a million dollars.
dollars and forego your purse if you test positive? Yeah. So here, the way my contract worked is it would be 100% of my purse, a $500,000 fine, but then, and that's just with the company. You then have to go uh, the deal with the commission. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this: that doesn't mean I'm clean. Okay, <laughs> that that isn't to that isn't to meant to take place of a of a clean test. A clean test trumps everything. Are you right? clean? I'm just saying there is a de- basically, basically. So, I mean, you know, do we want it? Do I we want to go into that more, Stephen? Like. <laughs> We're not going to get to zero. That's not really. But last time we had six, and that was a little. I think maybe like two is. is all right. We're going to grade it on a bell. Yes, we're going to yes, grade on a bell curve, fine. and you have people like you know John Jones right. tilt it in one direction. That's right. You know, like you know, judge it on a curve. I, I, this is a bit. I'm, I'm teasing, but uh, the truth is, yeah, man. There's there's a deterrent in place, but it, we still get tested. We'll do all that same stuff. It's. Well, that, that begs the question to people going, okay, he was gone, However, he's 40, right? You're, you're, you're pushing 40, um, you were on testosterone replacement therapy, you were, you were taking these, you were one of the few people who had a legitimate exemption, and then obviously not for the other stuff. How do you come back? How do you get better? If you needed it back then, what does Chael look yeah. like now? So it, it's hard, man. Like, there was other people that were doing... Uh, the testosterone uh, therapy, but but they would come out and go, well, it doesn't help me. It doesn't enhance me. I'm just taking my doctor's orders. And I was on the other side of that where it did help me. I felt great. I miss it. I thought it was a, a really great medicine. I was glad that I, you know, was able to, to discover that. And uh, yeah, it does hurt, you know, mainly with your recovery, your recovery time changes, something I could, you know, go to bed and just be sore and tired. I wake up the next day. It's a distant memory. I'm ready to go. It's not like that anymore. Now you need longer breaks. Now you need, it's just, it's just a reality of it. Yeah. So, but testosterone did get out of hand. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think maybe I'm a, a hypocrite on that because as, as much as I enjoyed it and, and do think it's good medicine. Well, hold on a second. Um, hold that thought. We have to go to a break. Sounds like it might work for Hillary. At Chael and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. If you don't, you're go. racist. Go. You're racist. Glad to be back. Wow. Um, you were really happy. <laughs> yes, I was really happy <laughs> to be back. That was Chill Sun. I'm sorry we missed. We couldn't have Chill on for another segment uh, because we, we had some other stuff going on here that's that's a little... Some some chaos has been breaking out in the United States, so we had to move some things around. <laughs> you haven't noticed. In case you haven't noticed. And uh, and Chill's a wonderful guest, but um, yeah, people are getting shot. People are getting shot. 
Um, actually, we do have Courtney coming up here soon. People love her, Courtney Kirchhoff, uh, at Courtney Scoffs on the Twitter. One of, um, I think, one of the best writers around, and not just because she writes for me. Uh, I've always talked about this. She is just, she is as sharp as they come. Um, I wanted to get into a personal story here. My wife might get mad at me, <laughs> but I think she sees where I'm coming from. <laughs> not it's always a great way to lead in but, any well, story. You, and if you could only see our show map, what this segment is called. It's called. Don't. Don't I'm not do it. I'm I was at the grocery store with my wife, and I saw this woman with her boy. He was probably six. I would, you know, anywhere between five and eight. I would say probably six or seven. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, not crying. He was wailing. <laughs> you know, doing a little lip thing. And uh, I thought, oh, maybe this kid is hurt. You know, I don't know. Maybe some sort of some sort of delayed colic. I have no Zika's idea. Zika's going around. Yes, Zika. Never know. And the mom wasn't doing anything about it. And he was just sitting, I mean, for a good couple of minutes. And it turned out it was over some M&Ms. Um, by the way, Skittles controversy with uh, Trump Jr. Of course, people are mad that he used an analogy yeah. with Skittles. And his, it's just the silliest thing. Anyways, so the kid's crying over M&Ms. In the line. I know some people who have uh, little boys who are wimps now are going to get mad at me, a lot of women who, who watch, because they're going to say, well, not my boy, yes, your boy. I turned to my wife, and I said, can, can you believe that? And she agreed with me, by the way. She, I'm just saying she might be mad because sometimes she thinks that I'm more insensitive than I need to be. I didn't say anything to that kid, but the mom didn't do anything about it. The boy was sitting there wailing. And I was talking with Not Gay Jared about this. I cannot ever imagine at that age being six and just weeping in a grocery store out of fear of my could you imagine doing that at that age no, no. out of fear of your friends seeing you or your dad reprimand you said you did it once right once there was one time and that was pretty much the last time right and and i i was talking with my wife i said that that, that boy needs a dad to have a conversation with him now let me i know what some of you are going to think so let, let me bring this around full circle my dad would have turned to me and said Stop crying right now. It wouldn't have been a, what are your feelings? Again, if there's something wrong, you check on that. Oh, it's about an M&M? Mm-hmm. Stop crying right now or I'll give you something to cry about. My dad and I are very close friends. With a young boy, he needs that stern talking to with that. Because that boy will be a wimp. That kid is learning to cry to get what he wants. Well, that doesn't really happen in the real world. Now, here's the thing. I was never afraid to cry. My dad was never, real men don't cry. I'm not talking about that. And that's why I think a lot of young men are confused because you have a mom here. I didn't see a wedding ring. There was no dad around. It seemed like she was handling everything on her own. So people think you either need, either need to be a, a hipster, a whiny, emo wimp, or you need to be macho picking up chicks from the... You know, that's, that's not what it has to be. But my dad, I remember if maybe once or twice I was being a little too whiny. And the conversation goes something like, listen, there's nothing wrong for a man to cry. Men can cry. That's okay. But you don't want... You know the story of the man, the boy who cried wolf? It's like that. You don't want to cry over M&Ms. You don't want to cry in the grocery aisle uh, to get some candy. You don't want to cry just to get something that you want because your tears mean something as a man because men need to control their emotions. Men are leaders. And so if you cry at the M&Ms, well, your, your tears don't mean anything if you're crying because mommy gets sick. Or because you actually hurt yourself and you need help. Your tears need to mean something. It's okay to cry. It's not okay to cry all the time. And that's where we find... That is going to offend some people Mm -hmm. wildly. Some women going, why are you saying little boys should cry whenever? No, they shouldn't. 
They shouldn't. And you don't need to tell boys they can never cry. But there is this idea now that somehow you have to have a conversation about everything. Uh, well, why? No, it's not. Sometimes you just you, you check. The kid's not dying. He hasn't sawed off his arm. Stop crying. And I, I don't know. It just seems to me that not, not only should the parents be doing something, but there's a generation of young men who don't feel any shame, who don't mm -hmm. feel a any semblance of needing to be a man i don't know when you were a boy and i was a boy you know it's your parents are saying don't grow up too fast because you wanted to be firefighters and yeah. you want you know what i mean i just it, it's very bizarre to astronaut. me astronaut is that still a thing astronaut i don't think it's kids i don't know astronauts anymore i don't know remember we never went to the moon no that was uh that was that, that's that's the thing it was all a hoax because they had a rod on the flag but it, it is it I mean, is it me you can tweet me at s crowder is that out of line I, that's the way my dad handled it with me mm -hmm. and i can remember crying twice in school uh and uh well really only once once i cried into my locker uh when i got into my first fight and only my friends saw it and and once the one time i cried when everyone saw me in school i, I was kicked in the penis so hard i had to go to the doctor this happened in the fifth grade and it, i remember her name amy amy leonard and she kicked me in the tallywhacker so hard i couldn't urinate you have an idea how embarrassing that is to have to show that to your parents, at the, like I couldn't go to the bathroom. People are usually getting the, the the crap kicked out of them. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a thing that girls did. They just kicked. Got you remember that that phase? Like I'm gonna kick him in the weenie. Yeah, and it just can just it can just. My mom is rough. <laughs> it's it's like, that is so abusive. <laughs> it is so beyond the realm of normal. The line natural. Yeah, no. It's not but. And there were no repercussions. I remember the teacher going, just going, no, Amy, that wasn't very nice. That was the one time I, was, I remember crying. I just, and, and it didn't get the, it didn't get the meat of it. It was like a whip. It just hit the tip enough to just like swell it shut. Like the, like the, uh, the, the containment centers in the Titanic that were supposed to seal it in. That why that's why it was unsinkable. So that's the one time I remember crying in school. It, we should have had chill for a segment. Which I think is valid. Um, but I, I really do. I am concerned with this generation of young men because yeah. you have the social justice leftists right now who are pushing this idea, telling them that gender is a figment of their imagination. Then you have people who are too scared to stand up. And then you have people who are confused in f trying to force this false sense of machismo on them. Mm -hmm. And that's not healthy either. And and no, one, um, no one's teaching responsibility. That's the old thing. That's something that you that you'd learn from your dad. And no one's teaching it. Yeah. Responsibility, all those things. Also, just don't cry like a bitch. We'll be back after this break. Okay, thank you all for attending this bi-weekly meeting. Uh, uh, here at the Islamic State, we know that you are all very busy, but we appreciate it. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, good. Yeah, that's Great, good. so if everybody has the refreshments, uh, let's begin. Lots of activity this week. Uh, lots to pick from, so uh, let's get right to it. Uh, the mall attack in St. Paul. Oh, I'm sorry, that's right, St. Cloud. Uh, I always make that mistake. So, a uh, stabbing spree, uh, eight people were stabbed, so that's, that's not bad. So, do we want to file this one officially under claim for the Islamic State? How many casualties? Uh, just the one, and it looks like the stabber. I vote no! Remember, we can always uh, spin that as suicide jihad. 
that's true. That's true. Okay, so then I'm going to mark this one under claim. Ashrab, if you could uh, prepare a press statement claiming that one, that'd be great. Okay. All right, here's one I think we'll all be very excited about. Uh, a bomb going off in Chelsea, New York, where all the gays are. Yes, so that's great. Right in the heart of the beast. What kind of bomb? A pressure cooker. Ooh, oh, pressure I, cooker. I got one from the catalog. See, see what I told you? The pressure cookers. Don't overlook them. Uh, Who did that one? That one is our old friend. That's Ahmad Rahami with the pressure cooker. Oh, classic Ahmad. I know, right? Oh, I first read it. I said, no. Is it? It is. It's Ahmad. I knew it was Ahmad. How many casualties? Uh, I'm looking... Oh, it it looks like no casualties. I don't know. Now remember, Ahmad has been a long-time friend to the Islamic State. Uh, I don't know. No. Okay, okay, I hear you. Let's file that one under... Uh, let's give that one to the Taliban. Glad to be back. We will have uh, Courtney Kirchhoff coming up after the break. The Courtney Scoffs. I'm trying to see. What do we have? So we're in the, the third Empress hour. Herself. Producing with me in video studio, as always, is Jared, who is not gay. I fulfill my legal obligations. My apologies for everything. <laughs> yes. Uh, someone asked me to fire you this week. I mean, Jared is fired all the time behind the scenes. So I know you like the, the theater of it. But we've got we've to be authentic. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big selling point of the show is the it authenticity. Is. In my unbridled contempt. Should I leave now? For everything that you are about. Well, not right now. We need to finish the broadcast. <laughs> uh, we don't have that much time to get into this. And so I, I don't know if we just go straight into the clips. Uh, a bunch of... This is how you know Hillary Clinton is in desperation mode. All of the celebrities have come out to support her uh, right away. So today, as a good example, Between Two Ferns with Zach Gilfanakis, it's a Funny or Die program, mm-hmm. which is basically a, a, a wing of the Democratic Party. You can see Kristen Bell, and they push the wage gap myth, and, and Will Ferrell with the, the actual show on George Bush, the Donald Trump horrible, horrible film with Johnny Depp. Did you ever see that? Just oh, it was awful. awful. He totally. F- I'm glad. I don't that know. At least- if he, was he trying? Was he not trying? I don't know. But it was just the whole thing was bad. He was in some English show, and they were going, "You're you're incredible at doing your mimic. Do, can you for the audience do 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 the, the Donald Trump?" And he's like, "Well, I just say okay a lot." And I was sitting there like, God. "And that's actually probably better than Johnny Depp." So if if nothing else, this has uh, illuminated. The fact that Johnny Depp is horrible. He's terrible. I've mm-hmm. talked about this. Everything, and it's all, you know, Johnny Depp is like the hot topic of actors. People yeah. who want to seem alternative, oh, I love him. I loved him back in I the uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. I love how he's dark. No, he just, every character he gets, he plays creepy gay. And it worked for Jack Sparrow. Didn't work for Willy Wonka. Didn't work for Sweeney Todd. Didn't work for, what was the other one? The Mad Hatter. Hatter. Oh my gosh, I can't even watch Ugh. it. I know they're going, hey, Johnny, what, what do you think? How do you think you can craft this character for the, the Mad Hatter here? I'm thinking pale, I know. gay, I'll a little talk bit like this. ambiguous. Yeah. It's really ambiguous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ugh. Just the worst. Anyway, so between two ferns from Funny or Die, wing of the Democratic Party, you know, Funny or Die, college humor, all this stuff. Uh, the good thing is it's on clear display right now. So 
and right away, this is what's so funny, right away, it's trending on Twitter. Hmm. Every single mainstream comedian, actor, and journalist had tweeted this out. Unless you're an idiot, you know there was a concerted effort behind the scenes. Okay, listen, we're putting up this between two ferns. Was that Gilfanakis and Hillary Clinton? We need some firepower. People don't like her. I get it. I get, I get it. She's a bitch. We got to make her seem... But but Trump was on Fallon a couple of days ago. We got to go. Yes, yeah, and people are outraged together. over the fact that Jimmy Fallon fast. tussled right Donald Trump's hair. So here's a clip from it just so you can see what they were all about. What, why would you play a commercial for my opponent in the middle of our interview? the Oscar. He paid me in steaks. I'd be afraid to eat them if I were you. It's a good cut of meat. I think it's part of the... Well, this has been a lot of fun, Mrs. Clinton. We should stay in touch. What's the best way to reach you? Email? All right. That was the ending of it. And and they're trying to say, like, look, she's able to laugh at it when really they're trying to normalize it. They're trying to normalize it. They're trying to make it. Yes. Right. That's what's what if, if just because Amy Schumer says who the email thing wasn't a thing, just because you say that it's doesn't make it true. Well, that's what they have against her. Just that thing. It, just that highly, right. highly legal thing. And, and by the way, I um, I don't. I'm not petty. one. I'm not one of those. We're not one of those. We've got caught a lot of flack because when something is funny, even if it's from the left, we go. You know what? That was funny. Yeah. This wasn't funny. Um, as a matter of fact, what was more funny is this, what's the name of this guy? Josh Sweden. Uh, Josh, Josh, Josh Whedon. Josh, Josh Whedon. Whedon. He did all the Avengers, Buffy, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So he did a, a all celebrities get together. You know the montage of telling you who to vote for. I, I it's, uh, called, it's called a circle. You know. Yeah. What. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the circle. You know what? To be fair, Robert Downey. I'm disappointed to see him in here. Was was pretty funny. Pretty self aware. This was more funny than the between two ferns. Yeah. There's actually, a couple of pun- uh, clever punchlines in there. A couple of clever punchlines. But here you go. This is just the meat of it, so you can understand where they were coming from. This all has occurred within within 24 hours. Uh, Roll clip. But you only get this many famous people together if the issue is one that truly matters to all of us. A disease or ecological crisis or a racist, abusive coward who could permanently damage the fabric of our society. Do the math. Do we really want to give nuclear weapons to a man whose signature move is firing? Firing? Firing things? But we can end this nightmare before it begins. We can save the day couple of things. I met Jesse Williams in the set of Greek. No idea he was black. No. Um, Should wear a name tag. <laughs> name tag. Uh, something else. Black Do we really want to hire someone whose main uh, quality is firing people? You know what? I don't think there's any... There have some issues with Trump. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing someone in who can fire people in the government. Yeah. I think we need some firings. You just sold yeah. me on him more. Here's what I love about this. This is the first time that this is not only going to backfire, not only is it going to hurt Hillary Clinton, there's no doubt about that. If you look at the likes to dislike ratio on YouTube, they're pretty close, and that doesn't happen in the land of YouTube mm. heroes and sweater vest non-FCC censorship. Um, and it's going to backfire on the actors. People are really tired of being mm-hmm. told who to vote for. Here's This is what I love about this. A lot of people may not remember it. They had the Rock the Vote campaign with Cami Diaz and P. Yep. Diddy. I remember, and they always said, we don't care. We just want you to vote. And even back then, people were saying, are you trying to suppress the vote? I always said, if you don't know, don't vote. I don't want you voting if you don't know about the issues. If you know, don't know anything and you're voting because Cameron Diaz told you on the Tyra Banks show, I don't think I don't want you to selecting our next president. I'm not forbidding you, but I don't see any any virtue in encouraging mm-hmm. you. So and I remember P. Diddy said, what, what, what is uh, Sarah Palin going to do about South Korea? We'll leave it at that. They were saying, we don't care who you vote for. And we all knew that wasn't true. Well, now they're saying 
don't vote for Donald Trump. Now it's clear when they're desperate and they're going, listen, okay, all right, we, we get it. They, they can't hide it anymore. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Even if they're maybe right in some of their criticisms of Donald Trump, they've, it's like, yeah, but you said George Bush was a racist xenophobe. They've used it so much now that even though they probably think they're more justified than ever with Donald Trump, they can't. People are going, well, I know, but back when you said you were just rocking the vote and you weren't trying to pick a candidate, which you clearly were, you said George Bush was a xenophobe and a racist. You said the same thing about McCain and yep. Romney. So no, and people are rejecting it, and people are tired of it. And and this is what's really hurting Hillary Clinton. The, the veil has been lifted for a lot of people, and this kind of thing only helps Donald Trump. Celebrities mm-hmm. thinking we're going to get our firepower together, and we're going to make an impact, people are tired of it. People are tired of the the. the, the the phonies and people are you're a big fat phony and they're tired of uh of just the the, the pandering and mm-hmm. and the, the talking down to people what were you going to say i would say that, that article that from the new york times went kind of somewhat viral i think this week that was talking about that i was talking about how people are so this is what you're seeing with the right is that people are so tired of this 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 movement's come on so fast with your trevor Noahs, with your samantha bees with your any of them daily show all these things it's just the the leftist agenda leftist agenda and you're seeing what you're seeing is people culturally it was this is what it said culturally you're seeing some victories in little hollywood circles um yeah for the left but what people are doing is it's it's pissing off the right and they're showing up at the polls and they're voting that's where you're seeing victories in states for your right to work for your second amendment rights mm-hmm. and i think that's why you're seeing a, a surge of, of trump and things because people are just it's not working anymore that's a good people point people are ticked off and you know what that is also revolting. important to note there any kind of a Republican victory, any kind of a conservative victory is worth 10 times the amount of a leftist victory because it's going up against all of that. Mm-hmm. If right to work passes, if you know constitutional carry laws are, I think, what, 48 states now, it's or 40, a, most states have some kind of a concealed yeah. carry law or open carry law. And that didn't happen if you just go back 20 years. Those victories to occur, they're occurring in spite of the Hollywood and and media machine. They're occurring in spite of the full court press. Uh, as opposed to a leftist victory, I mean, they're just riding the wave of the Matt Lowers, mm-hmm. of the Cameron Diaz's, of the Funnier Dies, and the Will Ferrells, and the Amy Pollers, and the Lena Dunham's, and the Amy Schumer's. They have all of it. So, and something else, too, the, the double standard here, and you just touched on that, Samantha B can go up and say that Donald Trump is literally Hitler, uh, Trevor Noah, same thing. Um... Gosh, Stephen Colbert, Kimmel, right? They can do all of John that. Oliver. John Oliver. I love that. He's I, funny, though. I, he can be. And I, what I love is, but I love the, the people from the other countries coming in and telling us how America should run yeah. their politics. South That's Africa. Really? Yeah. Um, the thing about Donald Trump is he's an orange man. I don't care what you have to say, Trevor Noah. And he, mostly because he's horrendously unfunny. So all of that, that's fine. You know, Samantha B can multitask between uterus jokes and Donald Trump as Hitler jokes. And they get so the outrage over the fact that Jimmy Fallon had a relatively benign interview that he tussled Donald Trump's hair. Mm-hmm. You're humanizing a fascist. Ah, and they get so, it's like, yeah, but you, the, these people just said he's Hitler. Come mm-hmm. on, if you're just going to say one is more extreme, he tussled the guy's hair. So not only are they incapable of laughing at themselves, but the double standard is on full display for people to see. I mean, this is what's happening right now. Politically, Hillary Clinton might win. But culturally, 
Black Lives Matter has created a, a rebound. It's it's created an eye opening for a lot of Americans. Culturally, the, the the Hollywood elite and even the political elite, it's never been more clear as to who they're pushing. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of this right now. Same thing with the Second Amendment. Same thing with your 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 right to work in your state. It's never been more clear. And especially within 24 hours, the concerted effort of we need to get all hands on deck, all these celebrities with this video. We need to do Zach Galifianakis between two ferns. We need to go after Jimmy Fallon. No, the, Here's their big offense with Jimmy Fallon, that he was nice to Donald Trump. Yeah. They don't want anyone to be kind to him. And that plays in, in Donald Trump's favor. All he needs to say is, well, the media. And then sometimes he goes too far and he condemns all media if they're not pro-Trump. He's not necessarily going after the fact that they have a, an inherent ideological bias mm-hmm. but when he just says ah, look, look at how look at how, how far they lean to the left everyone can see it and even people who don't like him as a candidate go you know what yeah it's I get pretty it. messed up it's pretty messed up and you know what I'm I think I think I'm with you on that lever pull that's what you're seeing Courtney Kitchoff after the break stay tuned And now, Late Night Channel Surfing with Social Justice Warriors. And see, that's why the fact that Donald Trump is a racist. Trevor Noah, he's so groundbreaking. <laughs> Guys, like, I have a uterus, and Republicans suck. <laughs> Samantha B. Oh, progress. Okay, so, Mr. Trump, I was wondering, can I mess up your hair? <laughs> All right, Jimmy, usually I say no, but go ahead, go ahead. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, okay, that's it, that's it, ow, ow. Fascism enabler! This has been Late Night Channel Surfing with Social Justice Warriors. Harper wants you, America, to entrust your country to his running mate, Dean Kane. But there's a lot that Harper's not telling you. What's he trying to hide? For example, why is Dean Kane seen here bullying this poor black man? What was that about? Is he a racist? Hopper wants you to vote for him, an all-white dog, and a racist. I think not. Hopper Kane 2016. Unfit, unqualified, and un-American. Paid for Michelle Acorn Sims the analogy that triggers stupid people. Glad to be back with you. I don't know what that don't dance lie. was. My dance? I don't know what that dance was. I don't know. We need a name for it. We should We should get a name for it. Do you ever dance tweets. naked when you get out of the shower because that's when you find you get the best moves? It, you, you certainly have more um, options. You certainly have more options. Options. Options are good. My personal favorite is the Eiffel Tower, but we can't do it on air. We have Damn. our next guest. And you know it when you hear this. Because when she comes onto the program, you don't have the you don't have her. There we go. There we, there we go. Uh, 
Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, that. Uh, it's gonna be. She Who chose it? this. She chose this. She one? chose this I know one, that. which is bizarre. Holy crap. Uh, at Courtney Scoffs, uh, one of the best writers on the interwebs. Courtney Kirchhoff, thanks for being here, sweetheart. Huh. Thanks for having me. Out of the frame a little bit. Out of the frame a little bit, and uh, don't keep clacking that microphone or you're fired. What's the what's the little what's the little mud dangly ones there on the necklace? What, does that mean anything, or is it just nice looking? Oh no, I just got it at Costworld Market. Oh. Look at look at her. She's putting in uh, putting in the overtime. Okay? Yeah, yeah, we can see you fine. You're a little bit off frame. Jared can kind of tell you. There you go. Oh, there look you at go. that. Look at that. Hey. Look at that. Uh, it's funny that you 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 often talk about gender kind of issues, uh, and there's been so much going on this week, and I think we we. We bummed people out enough with the first segment, and then we brought them back. We talked about yeah. this. We just got a lot, a huge reaction from the, the women on Twitter uh, with that conversation we had about men. And you've written about that a lot, uh, you know, obviously a lot of with Crowder.com. Um, and you've gotten reactions from, from, from both sides on that. Well, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it, it, it seems like. I don't know, maybe it's both sides, but most of my Twitter audience is men, like 83%, and it seemed like... He's normal. <laughs> yeah. What are you laughing about, Nake Jerry? I'm just so distracted by the half person in the background. Who, uh, oh, I know what he- it is. Oh, it's Henry, Henry Cavill. <laughs> Henry's here. But it's just, it's scary. Okay, sorry. Anyways. Forgive him, yeah. Courtney. This is not a professional yeah. program. By the way, yeah. you're very privileged. That's when Women are incredibly privileged on Twitter. Why is that? Uh, you and I could tweet the exact same thing, and percentage-wise, you will get far more retweets because m- men want to sleep with you. Oh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. I will tell you this: I've talked. Jared and I talked about these this. powers. I, I know them. not that I had them. <laughs> no, when I was single, that was that. When I was single, if I got followed on Twitter, I was like, oh, okay, new follower, new follower. Oh pretty display picture yeah huh. and then you find out it was like russianbrides.com oh skunked again russianbrides.com but there yeah, is you privilege gotta, you got to be careful with some of those really attractive avatars they're not real no they're just men yeah. uh who which is bizarre because they don't even get i don't know i don't know i don't I, well i don't yeah, know there's a weird experience off, this is a tangent that i don't know that i want to explore well, so much i had a correspondence yeah. with a man named lyle and um I don't feel good about myself over it, but go ahead. You have a lot of male followers. Did you on show him the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was. I mean, it, you know, he wasn't I fifteen. I love the product placement, by the way. That's nice. The mug, Anthony Weiner, for crying out loud. Subtle. That is what you're talking about. That's a pervert. A guy his age and a fifteen-year-old girl. That's a weird dude. Did you read some of the things he was saying? No. Uh, can we even talk I about would, it on air? Um, probably not. It was disturbing. And this is like a 51-year-old guy talking to a 15-year-old girl, and she was going along with it. That's, it's, it was child abuse. At, at this point, what can a press release be from him other than, oops? Yeah, <laughs> unless they just unless the camera just pans to him and he's furiously masturbating. <laughs> I mean, that's what people would expect. Okay. okay. With Anthony okay, Weiner. We're going to change topics. All right, now. fine. Well, there's nothing else to talk about. It's Weiner in the name, and it's constant Weiner. There's nothing else with Anthony Weiner. There's no other place it can go, and you brought it up. I didn't bring up Anthony Weiner. You did. You said you had know the kinds of product things he was saying? Product placement. And okay. then you talked about Anthony Weiner. Well, you said you know the kinds of things he was saying? And it's only natural for me. I mean, you lit that fire and you walked away laughing. Okay. So, we'll just, let's, let's try and write this shit. do that. <laughs> Um, Should we just end the program now? No, do not end the just, program just, now. Just... We need Courtney to write this. So, you have a lot of male followers. You were talking about this. Yes. Go ahead. Okay, and a lot of men 
and women, I think, don't seem to understand why we like the things that we like in the opposite sex. So I was having to explain, like, woman explain. no, there's a reason women like men who are taller than them. Mm-hmm. There's a reason women like men who are muscular and have deep voices. And a few comments were like, well, isn't that just what Hollywood has sold us? And I couldn't believe it. It's like no one's heard of evolutionary bi- biology. So... And and few people were saying you were a, you were a gold digger because you said I want a man who's successful and you're not a materialistic person. I didn't person. even say that. I said I want a guy who can take a girl out. That's true. That's not a that's not a gold digger. That's a guy with a job. No, a two for twenty at Chili's uh, just seems like a minimum asking uh, yeah. you know door price. It's like the two drink well, minimum. Yeah, it's it's there are a lot of guys out there who don't feel good about themselves and so for a woman to say i actually want a guy who has a job and who looks nice all of a sudden men get triggered that's a good and point it's not just feminists who are getting really upset about men saying things about women you guys are doing it too when women say things about men so either it's okay or it's not okay it, yeah. it's okay for a, a man to say i really like kate, kate upton i like margot robbie then it should be okay for a girl to say, I really find Jimmy Garoppolo attractive. That, Who's that? that? He is the backup quarterback for New England. <laughs> Why were you laughing? Game. You looked like you were getting breathless there for a second. He was oh, the... Oh. That's, a pretty ni- that's a pretty niche fan club there, I imagine. Yeah, I am, does he yeah. stand or kneel for the national anthem? I do not know. I really hope that he stands. <laughs> well, Or sits, <laughs> or squats. But that he kneels before court down. Yeah. Well, you know, it's true. A lot of guys want it both ways. They and this this is something we've talked about, where it's like, you know, oh, I can't stand feminists. It, I get it, but then they're like, yeah, but there shouldn't be any expectations on me to be a man. So hold on a second. If you want to do it with feminism, you need to you need to step up to the plate as well, and just be the bare minimum. Yeah. So the reason men like women like Kate Upton with the nice boobs and the pretty hair and the clear skin and the small waist, she's signaling her health and her fertility. So mm. I'm sorry, a lot of, I know a lot of guys, a lot of people don't want to have kids, but if you have a sex drive, you want to have kids. It's how we perpetuate the species. It's really basic. So women like a man who is a good hunter-gatherer because if she's pregnant, she can't go out and hunt and gather. So that's going to be someone who's strong mm-hmm. and who can protect her and who can go run down the elk. That's a man who's decisive right. and knows how to get things done. Mm-hmm. So in the modern times, that's going to be someone with a really good job Wears a nice suit. He's signaling his success that he's good at providing. Silence, Courtney. Now we dance. You'll be back after.
back with the whitest guest ever uh, uh, at Courtney painful. Scoffs. Uh, Courtney Someone Kirch. has to be white. Someone has to be white uh, this evening, but people will riot over that. Uh, a few men commented on Twitter that you look lovely this evening, and we tossed it Aww, to thank you. some people to ask questions for you. Um, Uh-oh. Oh, geez. I'm scared. I'm uh, not going to show you my feet, Dick Morris parody. <laughs> you do Get not, over it. You, you do not know the Pandora's box that you just opened. Oh, not going to do it. Wants, oh, uh, and Chewbacca's lover. He wants to talk about Deadpool or something nerdy. Something I like nerdy. Deadpool. Deadpool's good. Okay, let's move on. Deadpool was talk. pretty good. I, I liked the Deadpool great. movie. Um, someone asked this. Yeah. Nastiest thing a guy ever did on a first date. One, This guy says, I've, I've got Alfredo spit in my mouth once. Well, there's a story there that I don't think I want to follow up on. Your floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a nasty first date. No. Why I've had awkward so first dates. Perfacy. I think someone meant to say perfect. Uh, uh, does, does she date black match? guys? I did go out with a black guy. One of the uh, first dates that the matchmaker set up with me was with a black guy. He was, his parents were actually from an African country. Was he prone to looting? <laughs> <laughs> he paid. So, you know, I think he paid with his own money and not he didn't knock over a good for him. And now we end the program. Yes, and now we end the program. Demonetize. I will tell you this. I, I've dated several uh, black women and one of whom I'm, I'm still friends with. She The reason it didn't work was she was very sexually aggressive. Okay. And I don't know if that was if that's typical of black women. Um, I, I, I know Tommy Sotomayor such was... such a racist. No, no, she was very... And I had it with two girls, one in high school. Okay. And one after high school, and that was something that I definitely noticed. I was not used to, like I was definitely not used to. It was like it was the flip side, and uh, and I also think she wanted to get married and have babies, mm -hmm. and literally six months after we she was dating. like a, a little bit Italian. Okay, so there Italian. you go. People are asking if you date black guys. The answer is yes. She she does not discriminate. Uh, how about Hollywood changing things around? Oh, okay. Here's one. You're. I would imagine you're a fan of Tom Selleck. I would imagine he's a guy. Sure. Who's, yeah. So, yes. Someone wanted to know. Do you know they're redoing Magnum PI with a woman? Oh, God. <clears throat> I don't know if they do a mustache with that, if it's a non-binary Magnum P.I. Here's the thing, too. This is a genuine it, question. This has got to stop. This has got to stop because it's all they're doing is validating the idea that what men have done is better. So all they're doing is copying. They're not coming up with anything original on their own. They're saying, well, the men did it, therefore we have to do it. And their imitation is the finest form of flattery. They're just giving credence to this whole idea that masculinity is better by copying what the men have done. That goes for Ghostbusters, the new Ocean's 8 or whatever it is, you guys. They couldn't come up pathetic. with enough. They couldn't come up with enough cast members oh. to make a 13 or 14 or I'm tired of it. Uh. It's it's fine if girls want to have their own movie, but make it your own movie. Don't copy what the boys have done. Well, it's, it, it goes against everything that it's that they're saying that they're for. It's it's not real feminism. Well, okay, remove that from it. The idea that they're yeah. they're uh, just sort of doing these you know redux of a, of a male film. This could be a blind spot, and and this is uh, honestly I talk with my my wife about it. I, I want to know what you think. Do you feel when you go to the movies and most action stars are men or most leads are men? When you're watching it, do you do you think to yourself like, oh, of course it's another man? Does it bother you, or or, or do you genuinely no. not? No, no, you don't feel in like fact, you want to see more women. Period. No, um, in fact, <laughs> where I go, <laughs> where I go for CrossFit, my uh, instructor he 
loves comic book heroes and he's got decals of comic book heroes everywhere. And one time he said, I've got to get more female superheroes in here. And I said, no, female superheroes are lame. And there was a girl, she's probably in high school, who agreed with me. She's like, yeah, they're really lame. The reason we like to watch male superheroes is because men like to be heroes. Women don't so much. Am I saying that all women don't want to be heroes? No. There's an exception to every rule. But most women don't want to go out and save. A lot of women actually want to be saved by a strong Most women want to go out and spend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the money that you've earned because we're all gold diggers. They're gold digging who was. Um yeah. it's a real it's a it's a problem. That's interesting because you're at, I thought you quit CrossFit. No. Oh, wow, that's awful. So anyways, but the same same thing is you're you're going there and <laughs> you're squat one rep max is 253 pounds. Well, that's pretty impressive. Um Poor girl. <laughs> but you are yeah, obviously line up, stronger. Gentlemen. Line up, gentlemen. Yes, you are obviously stronger than most women. And so you're a strong woman going and going, ah, I don't want to see female superheroes. I don't yeah. so much care about female superheroes. I do get peeved when it's, you know, superpowers, you can make everything okay. It's just one, you know, one page of writing. But when you see, like, the female, like, Salt with Angelina Jolie or Charlie's Angels, and here's the deal. It, it, it's not, like, Cameron Diaz in high heels pinning a guy, which, by the way, if you understand mm-hmm. physics, there's no leverage to sidekick pin a guy against a wall. That, to me, is insulting to my intelligence. Uh, I would prefer if they just sh- showed us their breasts. So it's called the suspension of disbelief. And in fiction, in all fiction, even if it's a fantasy, you have what's called the suspension of disbelief, where there are rules in that universe. There are a lot of people who think, oh, that girl, she's such a badass, she could kick that guy's butt. Most really strong women cannot kick most guys' butts. It just can't happen. So with Charlie's Angels and some of these other movies, your suspension of disbelief is you you can't do it because you know, well, she can't kick that guy's butt. Right. So they have to do like what they did with, with the Black Widow character. Oh, Scarlett Johansson. Well, they've got her doing all of these weird moves, so she's throwing people off balance, and it's it's a spectacle. But the only other way that you can you can make a, a woman equal in strength to a man is for a patriarchy to have given her the strength of a man, and that would be Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I think Wonder Woman. So, which in fairness looks like a good movie is, coming out, it, and but it, you know, it's also because she's hot. That's how they sell it to men. <laughs> that's, true. that's still how they have to have to sell it to men, yeah. and that's because. It's Wonder Woman isn't really for when look at her outfit. She's there's no way a woman like that with that, that outfit is going to go into battle. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's she's, not like, a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, ah, you will take my finest sword and to you I give my armor and to you uh, this panties. I think you'll be good about it. Don't <laughs> metal panties. Maybe the outfit is to distract the opposing army. It's true. That's a good she point. She comes running out of the trenches, and they're like, look at her. Do I save her? Or do I Boobs. kill her? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And if it's a gay superhero in the Marvel Universe, they would just criticize her Can outfit. I, so either I, way, yeah. distract Do I shop with her? Or do I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and a woman in battle will put her hair in a ponytail. She wouldn't have it flying all over the place. Oh, that's a good point. If you ever watch the female fighters, they're either they're usually in cornrows. Yeah. Which is horrible. And no makeup. They don't have makeup on either because if it drips and gets in your eyes, you're, it's not going to work. There are only two excuses. Well, there's only one excuse for cornrows in a, in a woman, that's, and that's, that's fighting. It, it, if going on a crappy cruise and coming back with those stupid little beads in your hair is, is unacceptable. <laughs> Someone wants to know, hey, Mike Schwann, what do you think of Canadians? 
Sorry, this kind of turned into an online dating set. This wasn't what we meant to do, but... Um, That's okay. What do I think of Canadians? In what context? I don't know. I guess he's trying to say, would you narrow them out? No. What's your litmus test for crazy? <laughs> that question. <laughs> Steven Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many people asking these, these, these questions. Um... I love it. Well, I mean, listen, I'm just saying, and of course, Dick Moore is asking about your feet. Well, you talk. I'm not going to see him. No, it's it's interesting that you say this and you get this controversy. You know, it, it is, it, it's one of those issues where you'll have people who love you and then one issue and they disagree with you and they abandon ship completely. And sometimes you get That's these fine. guys who are hyperly sensitive, who think they're conservatives. And I don't want them. No. Yeah. And if you're hyperly sensitive and you get triggered because I said I didn't want to go out with a fat guy, sorry. Uh, if you're overweight and you want to go out with somebody who's fit, you should be fit. These are basics. And if a guy is going to get that easily triggered, it's not going to work out. Do not send me a tweet. Do not send me a Facebook message saying that I'm wrong and I'm a horrible person. You got to look in the mirror sometimes if you're that upset about something a total stranger has said, not even about you personally. Sorry. Um, there's a hefty raise in it for you if you can um, get an exclusive with Anthony Weiner. I don't think it would be hard. Listen, you don't. It's all about intent. You don't have to right. mean any of it. Okay. It could be hard the though. Thing, I think I'm probably too old for Anthony Weiner. <laughs> Good point. That guy looks like um, he looks. I mean, you how see, big is the raise? Because I mean, well, I like expensive. Depends things, on and Anthony Weiner will provide the raise. That was the trick in the oh, question. Nice double entendre. A Anthony Weiner looks like I saw a scene one time with that guy. I always forget his name. It's not the the guy from Miracle on Thirty Four. It's either Dim Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulrooney. I get them confused. The guy from The Practice. Good-looking guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a scene in a film where he was, like, kidnapped by the mob, and they put a Ziploc bag over his face to suffocate him, right? So as he's inhaling, the Ziploc bag just, like, sucks in his face. I feel like that's what Anthony Weiner looks like. Ah. A sucked-in Ziploc bag. I never thought bag. about this before. This is yeah. new information for me to process, but you're right. You know, like, his cheeks are sunk. Like, he looks like he's uh -huh. been cutting weight for a wrestling meet, or he has, uh -huh. like, the worst variety of AIDS. Mm -hmm. And I would like to hear from any women out there. Do you does do those photos work for you, ladies? Because mm, I've not I, met a woman who really likes to see those creepy. I think I look if like it's like their molester. husband, if it's like their husband or something, yeah. it's like a playful kind of picture or something. Like you like seeing good-looking men if you're married, but I, I don't think that uh, fifteen-year-old. Yeah, but there's no selfie that even a good-looking man can pull off. Uh, guys, nobody looks good in a selfie. And guys tend to all look like child molesting creepers. Uh, I do a pretty good reenactment of the Copper Tone ad with Hopper yanking at the uh, yanking at my jockeys. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good one. The, the but your selfies, you're intending to look silly. This I mean, is true. I I've seen them, and they're really funny because it's like you know you can't look good in a selfie, so you goof it up. No, well, that's a big thing with you know with men. Obviously, being funny is it's it's. It's an evolutionary mechanism because uh, men want to sleep with women regardless. Jared just sent me a selfie. Thanks, Jared. Oh, gosh, Jared. no. No, please make sure this is work safe. It's I don't know what's going on behind my back with this this office. Sorry, people. You know, honestly, we're talk we're going off on it because I don't want to go back to the riots. I, I, I just I blew my, my passionate wad earlier. I can't get back into it. It's too much. No, it's better to talk about the triggering gender roles. Well, it, it is important as well, and a lot of people uh, simply want to. I mean... It, you know, we were talking about that that little boy. If that were your little boy crying over an almond joy, 
am I out of line in saying, listen, no. you want to love it, but tell him like, hey, c- c- cut it out. So here's the thing. Um, a few years ago, there were some businesses who put up signs that said children not welcome. Um, and I had a friend, she's got young children, and she said, oh, that is so anti-life. Like, the, there's so much culture of death in our society now that people hate children. And I said, no, that's not it. Because we've always had children. And only now our business is putting up signs saying, don't bring your kids in. I have, one, my, because, I have one on my door. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Weiner has the opposite, says, children, please. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, gosh. Parents these days aren't disciplining their kids. So they're letting their kids run crazy everywhere. They have this entitlement mentality, especially a lot of young moms. They they think that they're martyrs to a cause or something and that their kids deserve everything. And they're raising a bunch of little brats. And people hate it. So yeah. I, I would have never thrown a tantrum in a store at five or six. I, I would have been terrified. And it's not the kid's fault either. That's the, It's like it a, a poorly behaved it's, dog. It's we, we can't be mad at the kids. I'm I'm it's these parents yeah I, sorry millennial parents i don't know well, yeah it is a we it is a weird time I, I i i know every generation has wondered this but i do wonder what's going to happen when this group of kids who've been raised in this kind of an environment and they go off and they're they're building our planes you know they're engineering our roads uh we have to let you go at courtney scoffs read her at lotterwithcredit.com thank you very much for being with us i'll talk well, i'll talk with her tomorrow stay tuned we'll wrap this up that here on YouTube and as well as the television, people are comparing politicians of today to literally me. This is unfair, this is inaccurate, and this is more importantly a blatant misuse of the word literally. If I have taken back to restore Germany and the rest of YouTube to its former glory, we will ban, we will ban, outright ban the improper use of literally. No longer will the English language be abused by people who mean to say figuratively when they say literally. This will not be allowed to stand. This bullshit will not be allowed to stand. No more literal comparisons when you mean figurative comparisons. Glad to be back. Uh, you know, it's funny with our, and I really appreciate the people who listen to the, uh, people, the audience who listens to the program. When I, when I feel like we're going off on a tangent or something, uh, people go with us and mm-hmm. they appreciate it because we really do, obviously we try and cover what, what matters that week. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's too much. 
It really is. Sometimes it's just this week. We were talking about this earlier. I was going, man, I don't know. How, I don't know how we do this show. I don't. So there are some weeks that are so harrowing. And like I said, we, we didn't get into the Chelsea bombing so much because so much had happened since there, which is even more mm-hmm. horrifying, if you could believe it, um, than the Chelsea bombing, which is crazy to think about. Obviously, you have Islamic terrorists who want to blow us up. Well, what could be worse? Um, y- you can understand, not that it's at all acceptable uh, or forgivable, why people raised Muslim would want to kill Americans in these Muslim countries. I mean, Islamic countries, places like Syria. You can understand because they've been indoctrinated with their whole life. Um, they've never had anything good their entire lives. And they've been told that everything good that comes from the West is decadent and therefore immoral. And that's something that you get a lot of, unfortunately, even Christians. They feel like they feel guilty for enjoying life, which is horrible. That's not the way it should mm-hmm. be. But so they, they channel all their hatred here. You can somewhat understand it, but it's more upsetting to have millennial privileged Americans. Yep. Even black millennial privileged Americans who've grown up in decent schools, who, who have had every opportunity afforded to them, even if they're lower middle class and certainly more opportunities afforded to them than, than uh, lower class white people in the United States mm-hmm. and or their parents they, generation or their parents generation. And they decide to go out and commit these heinous crimes against fellow Americans. That really is, it's not a foreign threat. It's, it's internal and it's, and it's an unjustifiable one when you look at the evidence. And I know your white privilege is showing, yep, you know what, I guess it is. I've kind of accepted that. Oh, you're a white guy. Yep, I'm a white guy and so I guess I have white guy opinions. Um, and so sometimes you, you really do, you, you, you go into some of that first you know, rant that wasn't planned. Uh, you get passionate and it's, it's hard. It, it, it can get very difficult because we, we really do mean what we say. And I will say this, uh, I've found myself doing this and I think it's important. Maybe there's some other people out there. You, you really do need to, to, to guard your, your heart and be careful to not let it make you bitter. Uh, like I said, I can, I can only imagine the kids who are being raised here watching what's happening in Charlotte or London, the Black Lives Matter, and just these brutal attacks. And, and I can really, unfortunately, see kids being more racist and in this kind of a situation, putting hatred in their heart. And from their mind, it's understandable. And on the black side as well, they're being lied to, being told that cops are picking them off with open season. And so they grow up with hatred in their heart because of the George Soroses, because of the Hillary Clintons, because of the Bernie Sanders who want to pander for their votes. And they tell them, we must stop with the innocent deaths of young black people. So they grow up with hatred in their heart and they harbor it specifically toward white people. And then white people see these kids, whether it's on campus saying, bitch, I love your white tears, like we covered before. Uh, That makes them harbor hatred when they see people getting beaten up and stripped naked and dragged through concrete as we see in these protests that makes them hateful and it's easy for it to 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 take root and you do it needs to be a daily gut check i've talked about this my dad there's very there are very few people i respect more than my father he grew up in detroit you know there were the detroit riots um he'll be the first to tell you a lot of people he knew and a lot of people who are still there were racist and for him and for me being a Christian, absolutely in my personal life, I will tell you, is, is a, an, a system of accountability that forces me every morning to look at myself and say, okay, w- what's wrong there? And sometimes I catch it. Sometimes you do. You catch just a, just a little ember of something that you go, what, what is this? Why am I feeling this way? And especially in weeks like this, it's easy for that thing to grow. And it's easy for it to grow on all sides. It doesn't mean that all sides are right. doesn't mean that the kid who 
thinks falsely that that black uh, that that black people are being picked off by cops because all cops are racist doesn't make that any less of a lie. Uh, but it 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 has a a net outcome that's significant. And and especially when you see right now in the age of social media, we've talked about this too. The the beauty of social media, the beauty of what happens online right now. There are no more gatekeepers. We can have this uh, this audience, you guys, bigger than CNN, most shows, and we're incredibly grateful. On the flip side, there is, you know, through all the algorithms and through what people do on social media, people tend to only congregate with people who agree with them. And so there's an incentive to provide you with exactly what you want to hear. And so that grows, that fans the flame of, of, of hatred or ignorance, whatever it is. I know I'm not, I'm not talking social justice warrior language, hatred, ignorance. I'm talking about actual gut checks for people out there because it can happen like courtney was saying there's some Mm -hmm. there are some guys out there who genuinely have been wronged by women and they hate women that's not the patriarchy that's not most men at all but there are some guys out there there are some people out there who see what's happening in charlotte and and they lump all black people under that umbrella uh or or they they apply falsely that it's a genetic factor as opposed to right now a very a very horrible period in time uh, where black Americans have regressed unbelievably. And it's easy to, to let that take root in you and, and, and get angry. And it sells. It sells so much. We talk about how often do you hear on, on conservative AM radio mm-hmm. or it's just the outrage machine. And I always want it to be real when that occurs on this program. When I tell you, man, I'm exhausted because this this really does. At a certain point, it does. It, it hurts. It hurts my heart literally to see those things. You watch it, and when we get horrified, just like you do, that's why I don't want to come on this program every single and go. Oh, I can't believe this country's going to. Oh, this country's crap. Well, these AM radio hosts and these conservative talking heads have said this country is crap forever, right? Uh, because. Of the person who's listen, it doesn't matter who's in office. It's still the greatest country in the world, and there's a lot to be thankful for. And maybe that's your counterbalance. But it is really easy to let that negativity and 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 yes, hate. It is a real thing grow in you, especially in weeks like this. But that also absolves you of accountability because here's the thing: it's always reversible. And so when you just say this is the way it is, and you allow the anger to consume you, guess what? You're no longer able to be productive. So. It's not just to feel good care bears. It actually can help you being positive and, and, and becoming a better person. Talk to you next week. Thank you for watching. Due to anti-authoritarian content in this video, it has been demonetized. Let this be a lesson to you all! It's not worth it.